podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, your Star Trek Conversation podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about Star Trek. I'm Matt Myra. And I'm Andrew Secunda. Here we are, Andy, seven episodes into a ten-episode season of Picard. Oh, boy. Seven, huh? Seven. Seven. <laughs> of nine? No, of ten. Yeah. See what I did there? No, I did. You switched the name of the character to No, no, well, I, actually, I said the name of the character. You said the name of the character. And then I switched the number out on you. So it wasn't really even a wordplay. It was just, it was just changing stupidity. from one thing to well, the other. I think you're going to realize that we're not on all cylinders today. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like usually. No, not like uh, when everything's smooth, no mistakes, the content is just coherent and related to the topic at hand. Some people have said they don't uh, they don't appreciate our beating on ourselves about our mistakes. Oh. Well, you know, Andy takes it the hardest because he's just got a heart of gold. Yeah, in fairness, you know, it might be more me. I may, I may be grouping you in with me. It may be more that the... You know what? What the hell am I doing? <laughs> You're apologizing for that. <laughs> I beat on myself so much. Oh, I'm Andy. Really, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. I apologize. <laughs> How you doing, Matt Myra? Uh, you know, a little tired. We've had a lot of 6.30 calls. Yeah. You and I have been working uh, early hours. That's true. Somehow managed to squeeze in Picard. My guy squeezed it mostly in before work. Sat in the parking lot for a little while. Maybe yeah. a little too long. Yeah, I watched half of it on my TV and half of it on my phone. Yeah. The that's, way it was meant to be seen. This is how... Half on phone, half on TV. That's what their budget was all about. They're like, we need to make this big so it looks normal on phones. <laughs> it really does look beautiful. There's yeah. no taking that away from it. We cannot take it, and we won't take it. Let's find out this before we go any further. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Hello. Riker and Troy are in it. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, I don't want to get into it anymore until we get into uh, the Admirals Club, Andy. You remembered. <laughs> sure I did. <laughs> Here we go. How do they get into the Admirals Club, Matt? Oh, can't wait to tell everyone. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. You can say anything you want. And if you do that... You may be selected to be in the Admirals Club. Andy, who is welcome in the Admirals Club this week? Our first is Stefancy Trek, <laughs> um, who says, Thank you for this podcast. I always knew I wanted to rewatch TNG, and with S- uh, Star Trek Picard, I decided it was a good time for it. As much as I enjoy the show on my own... Uh, that was me. Don't worry about it, everybody. It's nice to have someone to watch it with. Thanks for keeping me company on this new old journey. I absolutely love listening to other people tear apart the Trek Star Trek universe as much as I do and really diving into some of the more nuanced t- topics. Oh, Minutia is our game. What's our name? 
Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, that's right. So obvious. Uh, our next one is from uh, looks like Brown eighty one. Sure, could be Bruin eighty one. Okay. It's a Star Trek podcast. I started listening a few years ago. I have finally gotten caught up. I look forward to new episodes. Can't wait to hear uh, Andy and Matt discuss DS9 and Voyager. Also enjoying Disco on the Patreon. If you're looking for the best Star Trek podcast hosted by Matt and Andy, look no further. <laughs> Secunda! Uh, you know, the more we get into this, the more I am also looking forward to Deep Space Nine. Me too. Yeah. Uh, we're on season five. Uh, also, people have asked. Yes. And I assume uh, we would have no answer as, to this. So I'll tell you this. I can tell you all this, right? Yeah. I'll say this right now. Right, as soon as Picard wraps up, yeah. you know, we got 10 episodes of that. Yeah. I think we can pump it back to uh, as close to weekly as we can get it during our hiatus. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, TNG, look out. We're coming for you. Oh, we didn't talk about the extra. Not not we, it's not the not the time to do that. All right, we'll do that in the next room. Okay, all right. I was just asking. God, hey, these admirals. I, we didn't talk about it before. And these, you, uh, these admirals you spring are here. stuff on me, and I don't know what's going but on. I, I don't spring anything on you. Well, you, you just have to move I, around like I am a Tal Shiar fighter, and I'm <laughs> I am a Kuisats Haderach. What do they call it in this one? A Kuikwat, a Kumquat, Kawat. They even had some some witches uh, mentioned. They even remind me even more of uh, Dune. Anyway, uh, the last uh, thing is, um, uh, um, I'll just read it. Last week, I was finally inducted into the Admirals Club. I am definitely enjoying the buffet, but I got to say that most of the Admirals in here are real jerks. On top of that, I apparently have no idea how iTunes works, so I screwed up my own name to mess it up on the air. My name is certainly not It's All About The, which is what I called it first <laughs> sure. last week. I thought iTunes wanted a title for my review, mm. not as in title as in my name. That's it. It is interesting that they say that. Mm. I assumed it would be my default to Apple, my Apple ID. Sure, it did not. It used to be. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, I would have put my real name, Eric, or the IG handle I never use, Dr. Eric, but it was my first review, so who knew? The only upside is this mistake. Uh, to this mistake is that my blundering lack of technical know-how really makes me feel like a member of the TNC crew. And should you read this message on the next episode, I will accept my Christopher Pike Medal of Valor with pride. You will not, Doctor Eric. Wait, how do we know? Because oh, he didn't leave it in the right place. No, he's not. He's not even a president. This guy's not. He's not in the president circle. We don't know. But, no, we, I look. Maybe cross check. I mean, I don't know, unless he's using some other name. Yeah, I guess well, I, he obviously doesn't know how to feel in the name field. This is a running theme with Eric. You know what, Eric? If you are <laughs> Dr. In, Eric in the president circle and I'm wrong, then alert me and I'll look up your name. But uh, What a way to get three mentions in a row. Keep fucking it up. Yeah. That's the... But you are in the Admiral's Club That's now. the Matt and Andy way. Um, that's it for the uh, the Admirals Club. Oh well, then I suppose we should just head over to the United Federation of Planets President's Circle. Dun 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 You're pre theming the theme. Oh, sorry. Andy, that is dangerously close to the recorder. Oh, should I move it away? Yeah, just in case. Right, that's my phone. Um, uh, technically, it's on my tiny little desk. I have a tiny little desk, like a sidecar to Matt's giant wooden desk. Well, this desk is much bigger than it used to be. Yeah. I just was like, because of these giant monitors. Remember the whole, like, in the old uh, office, how 
scrunched up those monitors were. Sure. Now she's got space to breathe. And if you want space to breathe, head over to the Patreon, everybody. There's space for everyone. If you would like to join and get, oh, I don't know, some more podcasts, possibly some mentions on the show, oh, the potential to be entered into the the illustrious company of fellow Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees, well, just head over to patreon.com slash Star Trek TNC. That's where you get your action. And our first uh, winner... Of the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Do we call them winners? Um, awardee? Let's say, let's, we do usually awardee, but like, let's say if you earn a medal, you know, in some sort of battle. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a medal. Okay. Uh, you and a couple people of a medal. Sure. I, I don't call you winners, right? Wouldn't I call you... Uh, <laughs> I guess you don't. That kind of cheapens it <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, way to win, buddy. <laughs> hey, that guy saved a bunch of people. What a winner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he if really showed like, a bunch of bravery. Like a winner. If this was some sort of Olympic Games for our Patreon, then, yeah. then sure, there'd be winners. Look, uh, call them what you will. These people are wonderful, and they... Uh, Took the time to send us a message on Patreon, and uh, as a result, uh, they are now eligible and have been selected to become Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees. Andy, who is our first? Frederick Ballou. Or, uh, I gotta imagine it's Ballou, and I love uh, Jungle Book, so I'm gonna assume it's Ballou. Um, greetings, long time, first time. The book uh, Star Trek Picard, The Last Best Hope, explains many your lingering character questions. As you may have mentioned a number of times, uh, as you've mentioned a number of times that you shouldn't have to consume other media in order to enjoy a TV show, here are some things covered by the book. Oh, thanks for enjoying it for us. Go. Uh, it says TLDR Jordy. Too long, didn't read. Oh, is alive. Yes. Um, Thank you. Worf became the captain of the Enterprise. I heard that through also uh, other beta cannon. Raffi's family fell apart while she was working with Picard during the Romulan ex- evacuation. I think we know that from the show. Well, it, it's unclear, I think, in the show whether or not it was post her getting out of Starfleet or if it was all the time she was away from the family. Fair. The Federation pulled support of Starfleet's resettlement plans due to political pressures. Bruce Maddox and Agnes Girati were an item and were part of the synth program. I feel like that's in the show, too. Yeah. Admiral Clancy, in the book Captain, was originally a supporter of the evacuation of the Romulan space, but was stuck in the middle of the political BS that ultimately causes the Federation to pull Starfleet out. Interesting. Elnor and the warrior nun sect and the planet they are on features prominently in the book. Mm-hmm. No mention of the Borg Cube. Uh, I listened to the audiobook on Audible. Uh, and he says Rick Ballou, and it's spelled and it's pronounced Ballou. Here's should I let Bo in? Oh sure, let him let him, let him, s- let him sniff around, and then uh, and then he'll. Uh... Here's our number one. Bo's coming in. The United Federation of Andy uh, Dog of the Week. He kind of looks like number one on the show. Uh, he's got a little bit of pit, I think, in him. Yeah. Um. Oh, Andy, next you, one. you've made the classic mistake. What's that? You have closed the door. Even though we know he's oh. going to want to go out in about 42 seconds. Okay. Andy, please open door number one. Okay. There now sit, enjoy yourself, continue with our Christopher Pike Medal of uh, Valor awardees. Our next is Lieutenant Amanda Murphy, 
who said, if you had to pick between being an XB with yep. some superhuman qualities and lingering trauma or discovering you were an android created three years ago and your whole life was a lie, which would you choose? Uh, android? Life was a lie? How come? I'd feel better about a lot of my own decisions if I knew my life was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I'd be like a kick-ass android with no trauma. I mean, I guess maybe there would be some trauma. Seems like created. she's got a ton of trauma. Yeah, but finally, Counselor Troy's counseling. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Although I, I still feel <laughs> like she should have gone to Guinness. Uh, no, I still feel like Troy is still faking it in this episode. It's, it's just like uh, you, you've got Captain McGard. I, I think I, I can see something's going on with you. Is basically By the way, what she says. In the all episode. she really says is, "You need a nap." Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, next one is from Risa Kochuk. She's told me how to pronounce it several times. Mm-hmm. We always say Risa because, uh, you know. But I know it's not Risa, that much I know. How does Soji know yes. that the theoretical range of the Sakarian spatial trajectory is 40,000 light years? Is she Borg? This tech from the Delta Quadrant and Hugh wants to keep it hidden. This is tech from the Delta Quadrant and yeah. Hugh wants to keep it hidden, suggesting it's not a known technology in the Alpha Quadrant. So how does Soji know it's net range? Wow, I really mangled that. No, you, you got it. Oh, uh, thanks. I think that uh, Bruce Maddox, uh, you know, you have data now, data meaning information from Voyager's computer because Voyager got back to Earth about, uh, what, 20-something years ago. Uh, that would have gotten downloaded into the Starfleet mainframe. And uh, I assume that Bruce Maddox would have access to as much of that information as his security clearance would allow. And I believe that he would use all that information uh, in bestowing knowledge upon his two identical synthetics. It didn't make sense, but Matt fixed it. Thanks, Nacho. (laughs) Um, And uh, our last... Christopher Pike, Medal of Valor. How many of the hails this week are going to be about the fact that uh, I missed that the Sakarans were from Voyager episode? Uh, I narrowed it down to one. Oh, okay, good. But rest, but, but, rest assured, it spoke, we of received, many. it spoke of many. We received many. Uh, what are you going to do? Who stole it first, guys? Stuff That's happens. That's what I want to know. I agree. Um, I mispronounced... Um, but also, like, the fact that when Sakarans are taken from Voyager, essentially the plot of... of Avengers Endgame is taken from Voyager. The, uh, there's a the fact that Kevin Feige is a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah. It's all too much. Well, the the Good tail God. is eating Good. itself. Let's get him off of Marvel and put him on Star Trek. Imagine if Kevin Feige ran oh, all of Star Trek. Man, how oh. good would it be? How good would it be? What and Star treat. Wars for that matter? Give him everything. No. What you can't? I don't think someone should have their hands in both of those. What are you talking about? J.J. Uh, Abrams, yeah, should not have had his hands That's in both of those. That's because it was J.J. Abrams. It has nothing to do with it being of give it to Feige. The man's brain, I'm assuming, is only capable of so much. He can't run all these things. And if I have to choose I one, I would have Star Trek. I would have thought that about all the Marvel properties. He mm. seems to be doing fine. Well, I mean, if you think about it, page count wise, he's not making more than a season of a TV show every year. How do you mean? If you release two more Marvel movies in a year, yeah, what are we talking? Uh, two hundred and twenty-five pages. Uh huh. That's that's less than ten episodes of the Goldbergs. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so it's like you know we think of it as like, oh my god, he's brilliant, like and he must... is brilliant. Yes, he is brilliant. But there's, also, it's like there's quite a bit more production design and decisions in those two, two twenty-one absolutely. pages. Absolutely, but also like, don't you think it would like brain 
bandwidth-wise, equivalent uh, be the equivalent of a, a show running. Yeah, but he's got all those other ones in pre-production as these are happening. Yeah, but yes, yeah, I yeah, concur yeah. with you. Yeah, it, he's not a he's not a he's not a synth. <laughs> Guy's a human. <laughs> Am I right? Hey, Star Trek. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, um, there uh, the last thing, uh, the last uh, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee uh, received one last week, and I mispronounced her name. Even though she said all these wonderful things about us, basically saving her life, she had a life-threatening disease and uh, depression and such. And um, you know what, Erica? Here's your message with you saying your name right. Boom. Hi, Matt and Andy. This is Erica. Uh, it's Vanover. 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 You guys pronounce it however you want. No. We love you. Bye. We'll pronounce it the way you took the time to call us and tell us it was. Vanover. Erica Vanover. Erica Vanover. Welcome. Um, and congratulations on your medal. Congratulations. Uh, that You're was, a winner. <laughs> that was the last, uh, the last medal. Uh, Lieutenant Foglegs writes... I don't think you guys are being overly critical. I really like when you pick out individual lines that no one else would ever say in conversation. Uh, I'm not really all that on board with Picard so far. Tone-wise, it's not the kind of trek I was hoping for. But one of the few things that doesn't bother me about Picard resigning for, uh, is Ricard, Picard resigning from Starfleet and giving up. One of my favorite, favorite spelled the British way, TNG episodes is Family, a.k.a. Uh, Muddy Vineyard Battle. And in that episode, we By see... By the way, better, better title. <laughs> Definitely better title. Best of both worlds part two, and then Muddy Vineyard Battle? Oh, what a one-two punch. <laughs> um, I wonder the whole time they'll be waiting for like, huh, I wonder why they called... Oh, yeah, there it is. there it is. And in that episode, we see Picard is ready to leave Starfleet after his experience with the Borg. I feel like he only returns to Starfleet... Because he's confronted by his fa- his brother Robert, who rightly points out Robert, Robert, my apologies to the French, who rightly points out he'd only be hiding his uh, from his problems by staying on Earth with his brother dead. It doesn't feel like there's anyone in Picard's life who treats him like a regular. Finally, person. I can hide. And so when he makes a decision to retire, people will be more than willing to respect it than point out that it's a bad move. I imagine, although uh, although point out that they have sheer fucking hubris. Yeah. Will did in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then he agrees. So what are you going to do? I imagine if Robert Robert was still alive, he would not only uh, he not only wouldn't have allowed Picard to install a replicator in the Chateau Picard, highly disrespectful, so true, but also <laughs> Picard wouldn't have been able to just give up like he did. I realize I might be putting too much stock into this relationship, but I watched that vineyard fight a few times a year, sometimes even while sober. So <laughs> for me, it's very important to Star Trek as a whole of the podcast. Lieutenant Aaron is the last one. Nice perspective, and uh, I appreciate it. I agree. I enjoyed the ending of the last episode, and it dawned on me what I've been missing in modern Star Trek, uh, and it's an idealistic character. Is ide- uh, hmm. uh, I think he means uh, is it's idealistic characters who are selfless heroes rather than reluctant heroes mm-hmm. who have to be bribed, coerced into doing the right thing. When Hugh and Elnor decide to stall the Romulans and maybe even sacrifice themselves to save Picard, it feels like something that your Rikers or Bashirs would do. Carry on with the great work. Listen to the podcast as a highlight of the week month. So what he's saying is in Star Trek now, there's too many Iron Mans and not enough Captain Americas. Yeah, I think that is what he's saying. Nice. He tied it back. Kevin yep. Feige would be proud. If you want to hear more about us discussing Marvel, head over to the Patreon. 
President Circle members are hearing us go through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. This month, we are up to Avengers Infinity War. We already got Black Panther up. And I'm going to say, I think that was our best Marvel episode, but who knows? I disagree. That's because I seem smart in that one. Oh, okay. Then it is our best episode. Maybe it's our most deceptive episode. (laughs) No. Anyway, we're out of the president's circle. I think our best episode is definitely Ant-Man. Oh, you know what? Before we... (laughs) I don't even remember what we said. No one Uh, Before we get out of the president's circle, um, I'm going to do this uh, prime corrective because it's from one of our president's circle members. Oh, okay. So you also get a uh, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Should we have given that to Eric Vandiver for... Erica Vandiver for uh, correcting us on our name. <laughs> that is true. So this theme is for both of you. Time for a retrospective because truth is our objective. It's a prime corrective because Matt and he got it wrong. You were waiting for it, Matt. Yes, sir. Oh, this is part of this. Okay, go. Yes. Lieutenant Tyson Klein. Mm-hmm. Writes us, reposted from general comments, uh, Prime Corrective. In the Borg Queen Chamber, Hugh brings up a trajector for Picard to escape through. They said they got this tech from the uh, Sakarans when they immediately, uh, when they assimilated them, and it has a range of 40k light years. Matt and Andy were wondering if it was a Marvel reference. That is actually from Season 1, Episode 9 of Voyager. They meet the hedonistic race who want to hear all of their stories. They have this tech that folds space and can take people up to 40,000 uh, light years instantly. They try to get them to give them the tech or at least send them a good chunk of the way home. But they're unwilling, and they try to use the tech themselves, and it doesn't work. Hmm. Yeah, that's a season one episode, right? Yeah, season one, episode nine. Um, yeah, man, I mean, it's been so long since I watched season one of Voyager that uh, I feel sorry that I've uh, I missed it, guys. I missed it. Yeah, me too. We both missed it. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the president's Okie dokie, here we go. I don't know. Oh, my God, they started the hail, the hail song without we us. <laughs> Someone at one of the ensigns in the hallway just uh, started it. Well, Andy, now that we're out here, what's the hails? Uh, you know what's even funnier? No. I don't. What is even funnier? Lieutenant Foglegs and Lieutenant Aaron, you are part of the president's circle. Oh, no. I'm giving those back. Oh, no. I'm taking these back. Oh, he's ripping it off of them. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry about this, but uh, what are you going to do? I was confused, but appreciated the effort. Um, However, Tyson Klein, you do get to keep your your, uh, your Medal of Valor. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Give it back. Give it back. It's a real shit show of an award ceremony. Lieutenant Evan Selinsky says, Andy, during episode six, this scene is taking forever. Um, And then this this is what I I said, is this scene is taking forever. Roughly half of us. Well, if you keep stopping it line by line to nitpick it and overthink it, uh, and then all of us... Is another quote. Whatever, we love you guys, no matter what. So it's a real roller coaster ride. Uh, many people have written in and said, <laughs> "Tell us to stop over analyzing things line by line." Yeah, and said they uh, said they, uh, they they couldn't take it uh, and uh, and are, are nitpicking and no, not that they can't take it, but it, that it's a lot. And um, some people said what this gentleman has to say 
Maybe not even as far as this gentleman. Hey, Matt and Andy, this is Sante. I'm calling from Alexandria, Virginia, just outside of D.C. And boy, I got to tell you, um, I think that last episode on the Casino Planet, I think uh, I think that was it for me. Um, there's a line that Seven of Nine has that really captures every problem I have with Picard, which is she says, "There's no more room for mercy." Uh, that, that is, is so completely weird. out of her character arc. The entire point of her character was she came from a merciless automaton civilization that didn't care about humanity or feelings or even just the rudiments of morality. And time and time again, Captain Janeway and the Doctor in particular helped her understand to make room for these things because Seven of Nine is also fundamentally a very vulnerable character despite her enormous intelligence. And it just... It just feels like that character in Picard, that stock, kind of like hard-drinking son-of-a-bitch character, that could have been anybody, and it definitely shouldn't have been Seven of Nine, but for her to say that was just so awful. It felt like the show was kind of mocking us for believing in something higher in the first place, and that Picard was just too doddering to even figure out that she was going to do that. It's just, it's like salt in the wound so i mean everything this episode the torture porn stuff the the meanness the cold horribleness of it all i'm just i'm just done with it and if, if people like it that's yeah, great but man remember star trek boy that sure was a great series of shows mm, oh, well bye i do remember star trek i do like that call too because you know if the, the, it almost felt like I was sort of jumping off of what he said on the on the on the voice hail there. I, it's almost like she's talking to the audience. She's <laughs> saying the line about about Picard. Yeah, like he still had hope. Yeah, and I didn't want to take that away from him. Yeah, but guess what? I'm gonna pew pew my way out of here. Yeah, it just feels like it is interesting because it's uh, as a as a as a fan of Voyager and Seven of Nine. Uh, I think I was more on on the on the track of of like I don't care. <laughs> give me seven or nine. Give me have her shooting up the place. You were have her being a badass. And when he says when I hear that hail, I am kind of like, yeah, it's really hard for me to argue. With you. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Really, uh, the only thing you can do is say we don't really know what happened to her in the last twenty years after Voyager. Sure. And that could have done some significant damage uh, to her psyche in a way that has made her sort of this merciless uh, vigilante. Yes, I mean certainly, if you make that do that kind of time jump, she's the Batman without the no kill rule. I mean, she's Zack Snyder's Batman. She's the Punisher. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose that just could have been it. Sorry. <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of vigilantes, and to bring up the mood, speaking of vigilantes who use guns. Uh, that's it's a perfect segue to Nacho Lopez Echeverria, who's told me how to pronounce the name. Way off, I'm sure. So he uh, rose at the call. Uh, you requested um, a uh, jingle be made from some long, clunky thing that we were saying. God. That's <laughs> a variation on uh, Matt Fixed It. And uh, here it is. Didn't make sense, but Matt tried to interpret it with what was given to him. Well, that's a mouthful. <laughs> what a delight. Uh, I like it. I like it quite a bit. Um, 
And that's it for the hails. If you would like to uh, find us on Twitter, we're at Star Trek TNC. Yes. Gentleman across from me is at Matt Myron Instagram and Twitter. I am uh, Andrew Secunda on Instagram and at Secunda on Twitter. And the rest of the information is at the end of the show. But that email, I'll just give it out. Star Trek TNC pod at gmail.com. But FYI, if you're going to write that one and not on the, uh, not on the, um, the Patreon, which yeah. is given a certain amount of priority, not oh, total priority. You know, patrons are, 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 are they, they get a lot of priority. But if you're going to send a send a hail in directly to us, uh, you're, you're, it's in your best interest with uh, me and Matt's limited schedules to keep it uh, keep it a paragraph or two. Brevity because, is uh, the spice of life, so it's more likely to get on. Whoever that said that was a genius. No one said that. I don't think anyone said that. Oh, that's probably true. Um, and with that, I am closing the hail bag. All right, Andy. Matt. About a half hour in. That's sort of our MO. Uh, We're going to jump in. There are a lot of opinions. And I feel like, uh, particularly since a lot of them are in the president's circle, they should be heard. Also, I feel like we're getting a lot of support and a lot of attack about our criticalness. It's very interesting. And as usual, as with every poll we've ever taken on the Patreon to find out what people want us to do... It's almost an even split. I'm sorry. What was the poll that was run? I'm not saying it's a poll. I'm saying the hails that oh, we get oh, I see, I see. to both the Patreon and to our our, our 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 email are people going. You guys are too critical, and people going. Oh, thank God, someone's saying it. Well, if we weren't this critical, the show would be four minutes long. Well, that's certainly true. So uh, it is what it is, and you know we got to talk about it for as long as we can to make you, the listener, go. I sure got my no dollars worth. Here we go, everybody. It's Star Trek Picard Season 1, Episode 7, Nepenthe. Ooh, what's Nepenthe? We'll find out. I mean, let's sort of generally discuss right now. Captain's log. Um, we are mapping yes. the Nepenthe quadrant. Oh, I wish. I wish. Instead, it's a flashback because it's the beginning of Picard. Some Cassilian Opera still playing in there. Somehow, uh, earbuds have gotten bigger in the future. <laughs> and sunglasses have, too. Hi, Dr. Girardi. Commodore O, Director of Starfleet Security. I'd like to talk to you about your two recent visits with Admiral Picard. Side note, there are a lot of weird Definitely. technological non-advancements in this future of TNG. <laughs> Uh, Earbuds, sunglasses. What? What's another one you're thinking? You're well, thinking. definitely the sunglasses. I feel like. Well, there's there's the again the sunglasses. I was some waiting. people pitched. Some people pitched the whole thought that like maybe she'd be an android. That's and, what like, the eyes. I thought for sure in the scene, and I don't. I guess we haven't discussed that. We discussed. No, we didn't discuss it. We, we discussed maybe she was a Reman or something. Or uh, some people may have might have mentioned that, but or uh, or that she was a dark. A mirror, a mirror universe sure. person. My, my my assumption was that it was a stylistic choice and very stupid. Yeah. Because she's a Vulcan from a sun planet. And guess what? You were right. Correct. I am so... I, the way this whole conversation was leaning, I was certain. I was like, oh, she's a synth that's so obvious. I'm so dumb. And then she takes it off and it's, that's it. Nope. Yep. So it really does feel like something where if I was sitting on set... I would have leaned in and gone, guys, you know that uh, 
these, these, this planet she's from is like soups sunny and they never wear sunglasses. Aren't you the guy that did After Trek? What are you doing here? Well, you know, between gigs. Oh. Will Wheaton seems to be doing a good job over there now. Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so she takes it off sure. and she mind melts. Actal neuronic cloning. Have me under surveillance. Following that meeting, you transferred 300 gigabytes of material relevant to Dr. Maddox to your personal access display device, data which... Pres- That's a pad, Andy. P-A-D-D. Oh. Yeah. Here's nice another little, question. Nice little ref. Since you're stopped, um... If I mind meld with you and I show you something, does that prove that it's true? Isn't that Not something I could just be implanting in your head? This is what we're saying. Is that what we're saying? It's what we're now saying. Okay. This is what we're now saying. <laughs> you provided the Admiral in the course of your second meeting at his residence in Le Bar, France. I take your sign this to be confirmation. What else? I mean, because really, why wouldn't you just go mind meld with Picard? Oh, really? Commodore good point. O, and then, and then just go, Captain. This is why you shouldn't do this. Oh, okay. Would you like a bottle of eighty-six? Why? Thank you. All right. Uh, this is- leave your sun. Don't forget your sunglasses. <laughs> I don't really need them. I didn't think so. You're a Vulcan. I'll see you out. You and he discuss. The- Show's over. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> The works of Asimov. I told him I was sorry. Oh, what for? Not sorry for, sorry that. You do have to hand it to Alison Bill. She's real good. Didn't get a chance to meet the synthetic life form. That would have been the culmination of a lifelong dream. I'm sorry. Am I in trouble? Not at all. I'm here because we need your help. Admiral Picard notified Starfleet that he intends to travel off-world in search of Bruce Maddox and a functioning synthetic life form. We'd like you to accompany him. <laughs> off-world? I, I, I've, I've never... If it's just... Did you I... find it weird that she's a, a studied professor, uh, doctor, and she's never left the planet? That is a really good point. You need, we maybe. need far more than just your expertise, I'm afraid. I mean, but also... Let me show you what will happen. That it seems like such a thing for her. Yes. For anybody. I mean, maybe, like, there's some sort of thing if she's afraid of shuttles or transporters like McCoy or, McCoy or Barkley. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she takes them off, Andy, and look. Regular eyes! Oh, my God! No, it's regular eyes! And then a double, a double-handed mind meld. You, know, you really that's the get the intense one. You really get the 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 mind in there if you got if you use both hands. Yeah. So all the other people have been half-assing it. Let's talk about it. So this this by the way looks like the My part of it is sort of on, to your mind is on Vulcan. There's look at this, Andy. Take a look here. Okay. We got a couple of uh, some some pew pew explosions. Oh yeah. Happening here yeah. with the Earth. Someone gets real sad. Uh, Earth keeps blowing up. Then, then there's people here, right, with green blood. So they're either Romulan or Vulcan. Oh. That's not. Uh, oh, though, that's not common. Isn't it? Is it? Oh, okay, uh, maybe. So yeah. it's such a quick shot. You it never seems know. Like it is. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's someone else. Huh. What was maybe. that? What's that thing? So more of that. Yeah. The, they were standing in a circle. It was all those Vulcans standing in a circle. Oh, yeah. Uh, look at this. The the world is blowing up here. Yeah. 
This looks like a that's Romulus or some city. Else? I think it's supposed to be Earth. Like, oh, this person. Oh, this is the future. This person shoots themselves in the head. Yeah. You know. So is this the secret that's so terrible it could tear your mind apart? Seems. Seems like it is, right? Seems like it's supposed to be. So, is it a mind meld situation? I was watching a screen or is it a crush mind control situation. <laughs> watching a screen crush video. Uh, oh today, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, he went through some Easter eggs, and uh, he he presupposed the fact that uh, you know, there's uh, maybe this is the uh, generationally this sort of this is passed down this vision. Uh-huh. is passed down by this group of Vulcans so that there will always be a generation that is watchful over the uh, to make sure that this doesn't happen but what he pointed with his thumb to the disaster um, but isn't this the purview of the Zadvash well you know this seems this could be a very old vision that came from when or Vulcans and Romulans were was it the Zadvash the or the Telshiar spe- Javash, uh, we're the same species, so this could oh, be before the split. It predated, I yeah. See. Interesting. Or she's maybe a Romulan in disguise. But I don't know that Romulans can mind meld. Oh, good point. I think she's a Vulcan. Yeah. Unless it's a relearned behavior, like Romulans can mind meld, they just have to relearn it. It would be cool if they just flat out made the Vulcans the villains in this. I mean, or if it's upset or people, remember but. what I said last week when I was like, well, what if, you know, ultra, they're all being altruistic here. They're all trying to do what they think is right. I think they're, they're all trying to save direction. lives. I mean, except for for Narissa. She seems like she's a real meanie. <laughs> sure. But she's also, you know, theoretically right. She's working for O and she's trying to prevent right. the death of trillions. Oh, that's true. So everybody here is, is trying to do the same thing. Right. I mean, it could be. And what if it's, is that what it's building to? Is that Picard is the only one in the wrong? <laughs> oh, what a what a world that would be if we just got you watch Picard to find out that the only person who's wrong morally is Picard. It's just a it's just a giant prank on Star Trek fans. That'd be a real fuck you to everybody. Um, so she swallows this pill, this pill tracker. That yeah. apparently doesn't work when you go into a coma. <laughs> Is it? No, he can't. He can still follow them when they're in a when she's in a coma. No. Right? Oh, oh, that was the reason she drank the stuff. Yeah, I see. Well, I think the stuff, whatever the stuff is, knocked like whatever toxified her insides to the degree that the tracker wasn't working. I and, see. So and the, the side effect was that she was in a coma. Because if it was otherwise, like if it just meant that every time you fell asleep, you wouldn't be tracked. <laughs> Right. Be, be a real bad, be a real bad chewable pill. Yeah. And that only you returned. The bodies of four heavily armed guards were afterward found in subsector eleven, and that will definitely be my second question. But for now, please answer the first. They're gone. So that disruptor we saw in that vision, where someone shoots themselves in the head, is definitely a disruptor, much like that. Uh, yeah, it's true. So it seems like those that was some Romulan blowing away their heads there. And what was their destination? In the vision and the mind meld. Uh, Hugh is uh, not giving up the uh, location of the of, of where Bo- where where uh, Soji and Picard went. Narek is hopping in a shuttle, a, a really quick shuttle, 
And meanwhile, Hugh is watching all of his ex-bees get killed. Help Picard and the synthetic escape. Because you ruined years of patient work by dozens of operatives across hundreds of star systems. Because you may have doomed a trillion souls across half the galaxy. I would kill you too. But your Federation... And you're protected by that asinine fruity. By the way, Mm -hmm. let's just talk about how fucking stupid that is. That she's down on the treaty? No, that she can't kill him? Oh, yeah. Because of the treaty? I mean... You're a super secret secret police. Yeah. You can kill anybody you want. You would think. You're the super secret secret police. I don't know. She's operating under Commander O. Maybe there's... Again, exactly right. So what I'm saying here is... It's she. She's the, she's the the government within the government. Therefore, why aren't they just doing what they want? Hey everyone, we're back. You're the worst. Uh, <laughs> Andy really needed to start this clean. I was. We were literally talking before this podcast about like I was like, yeah, but well, let me ask you a question, Matt. How long do you want to do this podcast for? Thinking, oh well, maybe it'll run out at some point. Maybe we should preserve episodes. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, what the hell was I thinking? No, there's I, so many episodes of Star Trek. Also, I got to get out of this. I can't keep doing this. We'll never it's drive me insane. Well, look, if you're driven insane, <laughs> it'll be fun for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I might just drive you sane. <laughs> Driving towards sanity. Is that is that like they say with certain uh, sanity, certain um, I don't know if it's anti anxiety or antidepressants. They uh, it's like a, a curve. So like uh, oh I think it's with attention the attention drugs. So like I'm familiar. If your brain runs too fast, what it does is it pushes you further on the curve. So it yes, goes back down like a bell curve and makes your brain a little slower again. That's what mine does. So is that what you would do with guess insanity? what I haven't taken today? <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh, since we're in here, I should probably take that. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about this thing? Did we even? Where? Where are we? I think we started to describe it. Are you going to cut in, or should we talk? No, about everybody. We... If you want to hear our first attempt at resuming this podcast, if you listen to the very end, uh, we're going to let's play. put it in the Patreon. We're going to no, like you said. You said you wanted everyone to hear this. We've talked so much. I know, but now I feel like we gave Star Trek Cruise all this uh, free advertising. We should just put it in Patreon. Oh yeah, they'd be real upset with us if we gave them free advertising. What is the problem? You feel like the Star Trek Cruise should be paying us to talk about it? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I think that our discussion about. The cruise and the reasons we don't want to be on a cruise. <laughs> That's fair. It wasn't it's probably really not something they well, should be paying us for. <laughs> that is, is totally fair. <laughs> that was the bulk of the conversation was Matt saying, I don't want to go on that cruise. Oh. I wouldn't even, even if they paid me. And I said, well, if they paid me, I'd go. Yeah, so Andy will go. And if you would like to pay him to go, find out more about his feelings about the cruise later in the show. And by later in the show, I mean after we wrap it up, uh, we'll play the how to contact us uh, and then... Uh, Take a listen for 15 minutes of us trying to start this podcast over. It's not exactly a bonus track. It's anyway, more a, it's more of a. You see, you interrupted me there. I was talking, and then you interrupted. Well, I was me. in the middle of a sentence. What you well, said? Anyway, that's the beginning of a new sentence. That's true. I wasn't done talking though. They're telling me I'm a bad improviser. You're a bad improviser. Oh, I'm not improvising. I'm just pontificating. 
It's a difference. <laughs> All I wanted to do was say, we started to record this podcast. We got through 40 minutes of it Kay. before the recorder ran out of memory card space. Andy and I actually recorded this podcast all on Thursday night. Uh, but what you're going to hear is the first 40 minutes we did on Thursday night. And we're finishing it now. I'm trying to remember if there was less or more arguing then. There wasn't any arguing then. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy the daylight hours, everybody. Andy. Here we are. We're back in seven minutes into the show. Okay. It's like we were in a time loop. Yeah. I hate this vile cube. It's obscene. So I thought this was fun. Um, because it Andy, this reminded you of another sci-fi of the Matrix in this speech. I'm going to be honest with you I hate this place this zoo this prison this reality whatever you want to call it I can't stand it any longer that, that, his whole speech is very similar to her whole speech and uh, I think there are a lot of things in this episode and this show that are direct just lifts not direct lifts they're not like quotes but they're like clearly somebody watched the other thing i was like hey let's do that exact thing well she did say the words i hate this yeah in your ex-piece that isn't why these things died they died because also it's like is there a setting for romulan intimidation where they're like let's not do the thing where we shoot them and they disappear and vaporize let's just kill them and leave the bodies there for intimidation uh, purposes yeah. Good point. and then we'll have Jim the cleanup guy come through and pew pew them with the vaporizer <laughs> well also maybe they still have stuff that's left to excavate that's useful in them mm-hmm. um, one thing is I don't understand it seems like historically the Romulans were great interrogators and it seems like she has very bad plans for interrogation that end up in killing most of the people that she would interrogate. I feel like she's in a, a, a race against time and doesn't have time for proper Romulan interrogation techniques. I see. That's my guess. I think she's just... Bad at it? Impatient. So what we're saying is she's not good at being bad. a Jad Vash? She's not good at being bad. But we've never seen a Jad Vash, so maybe she's the best at it. Maybe they're, <laughs> they're known all terrible. for being impatient. <laughs> maybe they're all, like, Ugh. not good enough for the Tal Shiar. We got the Jad Vash on this. They're going to really screw this up. Everybody's going to end up dead. There's not going to be anything, you know, resolved. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, great performance by Peyton List. Peyton List. No, not not Peyton List. But you're not uh, saying that Jonathan Del Arco. Oh, we're saying Jonathan Del Arco gave the great performance. Yeah. Move over, Peyton List. Uh, as much you as didn't it, make our list. Oh boy. Of great performances. Jesus, go take your go take your med. <laughs> My help is needed here. Andy, I don't know if you know this, but I thought this line wasn't good. I bet you know this because we talked about it already, but we I'm telling everyone else. We can't do this for every single Everybody thing we say. Everybody here thinks you're crazy. <laughs> and brave. And brave. Uh, 
It's cute. All the dialogue is cute. Was the Michelle Heard head tilt to go, I don't really think he's brave. I think he's stupid. Um, no, I, th- I think it's like, like eh, that you, it's good you made that correction because he is brave after oh, all. I thought it was, are you fucking serious right now? Why are you saying this? <laughs> this is terrible dialogue. <laughs> I guess they needed two the more lines coming out. of people repeating and going back and forth on what they're saying in order to make it clear. Andy, that's your big crux of this episode. Uh, the repeat, repetitive uh, info so that true. we're getting in this. Uh, and I, I, you know was less on board with that on Thursday night but now having a day and a half to sit with it also we'd watched all the clips by the end I think you're right this was written by Samantha Humphrey and Michael Chabon directed by Doug Aaron something did you show the tractor beam thing show it I mean oh that they let them out of the tractor beam. I don't know if that's after this or no. It was before. I skipped ahead. Uh, it was it was right before they declare his his uh, crazy braveness. <laughs> uh, I'll play it for you. Sure. I don't know if this is the line I'm imagining was there. Analyzers reactivated. Engine status helpful. <laughs> you did it. It wasn't me. There has to be a trick. Maybe. That's the other thing that they, the big thing had the small ship in a tractor beam and uh, then it gets away and then one person says basically it's a trick. They're letting us go intentionally and it's right out of Millennium Falcon escaping the Death Star. Mm, except the Death Star didn't put them in a tractor beam on the way out. No, on the it way. Just out. let them go. So that's that's the twi- that's their that's twist. That's the twist. <laughs> that's the twist. <laughs> this is not the same at all. <laughs> you see, uh, there was no tractor beam <laughs> on the on the Death Star on the way out. Uh, that was just to roll them in. My other question before we get off this area entirely was: oh, I don't we'll know if I said this area many times. I don't know if I said this already. Where was Elnor when Hugh got captured? I don't remember. You might have said this already, this. but uh, unknown. Yeah, and and maybe it's something we'll find out about in a flashback in two weeks when it goes three weeks ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> see some more synths doing something. You naughty. know, because that's how this show is. It starts with a flashback uh, every week. This week's flashback was only three weeks prior. Oh, the lost. What is this? The lost arena. Your Nepenthe? Brain. Is that what you're saying? No, the oh. name of the ship here. Oh. I believe it's the La Serena. Oh. That's how bad my memory is. All right. So, Andy, we finally get to Nepenthe, which I thought was going to be... I thought he was... when, For some reason, in the previous episode, the previous week, I thought he was... When they were opening the portal, I thought they were going to the Soji homeworld. Thought that was Nepenthe. Yeah, turns yeah. out it's just Nepenthe is. They haven't established where the whole paradise forest is, yeah. planet for Rikers. Yeah. Thing at my head, uh, my heart is solid duritanium. You said this was a safe place. Are we safe here, Kestra? Your mom and dad about? Is he your grandpa? No. Your dad? I don't know him at all. 
He told me he was a friend of the man he called my father. So you don't believe him? So this is the first anyone. of many restacking scenes. What's that? It's called a compass. Well, okay. I haven't you. met you. The other thing is, it's, it's always like, well, I, I haven't met you yet, so I'll just fill you in on what, everything that's happened to me. And it's like Takestra, who we both agree is a great performance by a child actor, but who we, and who we like, and I think is is a good character. But we're like, then she's gone in this episode, so she's, they're just going to meet a bunch of other people that they have to keep re-explaining what's happened to them up till now. You got to find shortcuts. How old? Narrative shortcuts. I worry that she's like in her twenties, and we're calling her a child actress. Well, she's playing young. Uh, yeah. Origin at 11 years old. 2016 at 11 years old. That was four years ago, so she's... uh, 15. Thanks for math. (laughs) Boy, that (laughs) Even I could do that one. It took me a settle. I was like, what? (laughs) That sounds right. (laughs) So, yes. Lulu, still getting the chops. Still getting the props for the chops. Have you told me What do you mean four years ago? Oh, uh, that was for that uh, role that she was in. Biographical thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, kind. I mean, this is just a costume. It's like, like a game my brother made up. Yeah, I'm not really a Vivine wild girl of the woods. You had me fool. My arrows are real, though. But I would never shoot you because I'm a pacifist, but I could. I'll keep that in mind. Also, this compass is broken. Who was her father? Well, I, I imagine that you've heard of Commander Data. Whoa, you're an android. <laughs> Seems like this is soldier. No, a really. But now that I watch the scene again, it was already weird. Um, but uh, now that I watch the scene again, how, how does he not know that that's where the conversation's going to go? I mean, also like, why not go Bruce Maddox? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dodge, Dodge was soup's real though. Dodge was real. I am so sorry. Your sister is dead. <laughs> Blows keep coming here. She was murdered by those people who nearly killed you. But they're killing you because you're going to bring about the death of trillions. None of this is real. Or so I'm told. Just get on with the mind game. None of this is real. Just get on with the mind game. She never thinks any of this is real. She thinks she's in the Matrix. She thinks she's in a Romulan meditation chamber still. Could be. Maybe she is. We were. They're old friends. Come on. This episode, Andy, was not part of the original arc of the season. That's, I guess, why plot-wise it feels like it's not... Like nothing happens? Yeah. They were like... Ironically, this is the one where the most entertaining things happen. Yeah, they're like, we're missing something. Any sort of feeling of TNG. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do an episode like that. I wonder if they must, they must have tested them. I wonder if that came out in testing. Tested who? Tested the episodes with, uh, with an audience. Hmm... I don't know they would have had time. I know they did throw out a bunch of scripts late. Wow. And redo some things. But like when Frakes came on board to direct, 
he didn't know anything about them wanting him to act until he was finished directing and then they were like we're thinking about bringing back Riker and Troy hmm. so they shot the other episodes and then shot this late or they just no. changed the they was uh, they production the, production okay. uh, gotcha seems like <laughs> I feel like she should have been a little more like is this a trap no Troy should have been like I'm sensing <laughs> should have been a little like a, like a shot of her I know you want to reveal her like this but like a shot of her aware of his emotional <laughs> it's, presence it's the classic Troy thing <laughs> yeah. not being able to sense yeah. people and, yeah yeah it's totally makes sense You're in trouble. How bad? Bad enough. I'm fine. I'm fine. Really. What is... I am very... Which thing is she focusing Don't know. on? Is, is it the aromatic syndrome? Yeah. Is it uh, the, the the recent trauma being back on a board cube? Is it uh, right. the fact that he's... Uh, Can you feel that in an emotion that somebody's dying? Well, I mean, she's you're behaving like, differently and not, I don't know. I don't know what she can pick up. I don't. If one thing we know, Andy, is that her powers are not consistent. <laughs> That's true. Welcome. Troy has always sensed that he was in trouble by the fact that he looked like he was in trouble. I came to see them after a long time. Well, also like. I did like that little peek around the soul, that quick peek around the shoulder to go. I believe I saw someone there, but didn't sense anybody. Right. And also, like she is on record as, no, as saying that like androids aren't. Not, there's like other species that she can't read. Yeah. Ferengi, for instance, can't be read by her. Oh, so you're saying that she's? They're jumping to conclusion. She's jumping to the conclusion yeah. of android. Right. It's Commander Deanna Troy, Doctor Soji Asher. Just Soji. Long story. She thinks she's a pop star. <laughs> Love the jazz. Come out here. Love that he's cooking. Love that he's annoyed. Pause music. Say again. Hello, Will. The overall. That was very. <sighs> positive from top to bottom my my overall is they really handled these characters in a way that was so much more oh true to what we know about them you need a place to hide out (laughs) shields up I like that look which one we've had a little trouble around here Riker's look at like he just evaluating what's going on oh you're gonna hide yeah best to run anti-cloaking scans too Romulans? Mm-hmm. Initiate anti-cloaking scans. A time you were flying off to Romulus to plan the great supernova rescue. Do you remember what I said? So you want to be ass deep in Romulans for the rest of your life? I believe I also reminded you of Newton's fourth law of thermodynamics. No good deed goes unpunished. Right. I told Kester to show your friend how to find the shower. 
Thank you. She's a friend. Soji. She appears fully human. Her face, her voice, her body language all express clear emotion. The poor thing seems traumatized. But? I sense nothing. I can't read her. I think I'm in over my head. When I left Earth, I had a plan, I had a ship, I even had a crew of sorts. Now I've lost them all. My plan. So she doesn't say that she's a synth. She just says she can't read it. Or she I believe she does say it later. Turns out to be, well, half a plan. I know that. Are you, are you mixing them up again? Because I think Riker's. I'm constantly it. mixing them up. Yeah, Riker is one later. What does that tell you? With the head tilt. No, it was, I think it was like. I feel like it was in Thad's room. But I could very no, well. No, I think it's when they're room. outside and he's cooking. No, that's when Riker says it. That's what I'm saying. I think oh, that she Troy, says it Troy already says it, and then oh. it's restacked later. I see. <laughs> As is the case with all of this episode. Gotcha. After Kestra says it first, right. each Riker has to have their Android discovery moment. moment. Yeah. The girl's life is still in danger. Well, it sounds like you need a new plan. One that starts with a nap. You're exhausted. And you're so old. You can lie down in Thad's room and rest while Will makes us dinner. Pizza in the wood-fired oven. Tomato and basil from our garden. Behold a wild girl of the woods. Nicely done. You cut out the venom sacks. Nope, I left them in so we can all spew black bile and die. Pizza with tomato basil and non-venomous bunny corn sausage. Sounds wonderful. I like that he's making pizza, of course. Stay as long as you need. We got into our long-standing conversation about whether Riker would make good pizza or bad pizza. Ingredients, guys. It was all about the ingredients. Disagree. He got the eggs on Starbase whatever, and they weren't good. I think it's a bad This cook. is going back to the second season with Dr. Pulaski. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> Ambo Jitsu to finish off that episode. Absolutely. He's a real nowhere man. He's <laughs> sitting in his nowhere land, making all his nowhere plans for nobody. Yes. What is your question? Um, I don't know. I really I built to this at later in the podcast, but I might as well say it now. <laughs> you don't have to restack the podcast we recorded. I guess I'm just because I'm, it's we're stacking. We're I'm re- restacking. I'm reacting to it in this scene. Because there's there's uh, the ongoing uh, complaints. There's been, as I think we said, top from whom? Oh, from our list. Yes, the, either half the people think it's too critical. Too critical. Half the people think it's right not, on, not critical enough. Um, but one thing uh, who that, thinks it's not critical enough? Some people say that they're monsters. <laughs> <laughs> How much more critical could we get? <laughs> I guess listen to the Star Trek cruise breakdown and. Uh, um, the uh, the uh, the thing I was going to say is uh, there are a lot of explanations that have been sort of thrown at us through hails and such about every, you know, because generally speaking, I think you too, but I've been saying this doesn't add up to me with the Picard character. Like this doesn't, isn't a logical extrapolation of what we know about him. And a lot of people have said stuff about trauma and age and he's just at a different point in his life. And all those things I think are reasonable. Um 
in terms of, well, this is 30 years later, he's going to be and a different guy, all this stuff. Cognitive disease. It's cognitive. A neurological disease. Is it a cognitive it's disease? It's a neurological disease. Um, I guess my only thing is, why do we want to watch that particular show of a feeble, you know, kind of broken Picard where his brokenness doesn't even make him dynamic in some way? Because the most interesting thing about him was his sensitivity, his compassion, his intelligence, his his ability to to navigate a situation and not be thrown. And I understand you might make an emotional choice that gives him more challenges, but this character just seems like he's doesn't even belong in the show. Uh like he doesn't belong on an adventure. And I understand they're probably building um, Unforgiven is probably the wrong comparison because he turns into a psychopath at the end. But the uh, but, or he turns into what he should have been all along. I guess that's a hero, right? He's a gun. He turns into a gunfighter in yeah. any event. So it's like you're waiting the whole movie. Except that seems more on point because that's about him grappling morally with becoming the person who he was and is inside. Whereas this doesn't seem to feel like it ties thematic like him not being able to handle any of these situations and kind of being always behind the eight ball and not knowing what's going on just feels like it slows down the show to me well maybe this is the reset we've all been asking for unfortunately it comes seven episodes into the season you know what maybe this maybe this is the kick in the pants the Picard character needs? I guess that goes to back to become Jean Luc Picard. That goes again. back to my original point, though, of like the things that have happened before this, unlike Unforgiven, don't seem thematically satisfying as a build to this moment. Where, if this is what's happening, and we still don't know yet, where he becomes Picard again. Picard uh, again. Yeah, I, I mean, but you can look at all the moments where he doesn't Listen seem to my like pun, Picard. Picard again. Go ahead. Um, you know the big one that sticks out for me right now is the uh, letting seven of nine just beam down with two phaser rifles. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like, um, you you do know what she's gonna go do, right? She just asked if she could take two phaser rifles because she can never have too many. <laughs> um, like that's the big one in my head, and then like the other one of like just letting Agnes come along well I think that kind of goes but he's like so worried about people getting hurt right that's a really good point innocence and then all of a sudden Agnes shows up and he's like come on we'll need your positronic knowledge well that is another aspect to the character that seems odd to me and I think it's like well he's softened now over time but I'm like I don't, why is that fun to watch? The, the, for Picard to kind of be saying to Riker, it's almost like the writers are so pleased with these other characters they created that they assume by this episode that we're all fully on board. And so when he says, this other crew of mine, it's it's a motley crew. And it's like we're all supposed to be like, oh, boy, all those those oddballs on the ship really are wonderful and interesting. And it's just like, I'm not. I don't care. Like, give me the old crew. Yeah. You got them right here. They're just sitting on a pen doing nothing. <laughs> You've also written in that they're an active reserve and could be called back if something big were to happen. Bad data. My parents served with him in Starfleet until he died. A long time ago on a ship called the Enterprise. Picard was the captain. 
My dad said he was the greatest Starfleet captain ever. First of two times we hear that. Seems weird to make an android with mucus. Yes, but we don't hear it as the setup to a punchline. So until true. Later. That's so true. Either, but... It only becomes a punchline because like Frakes is a talented actor. I don't see how Data could be my father. I mean, if I was made, it was probably about three years ago. Wait, why would Data want to make an android with mucus and saliva? Well, he was always trying to be more human. He could do all these these amazing things, but all he ever really wanted to do this, was like she's very good at selling this ridiculous conversation. Learn how to ballroom dance. Yeah. The kid is very optimistic for the child of Troy and Riker. Like I think they'd be inherently optimistic, minus Actually, the tragic death of their son and her brother. Mm-hmm. I was still clinging to the idea that I was human. Oh. Are you okay? I would have had her flip out of the top bunk. No, no, no don't. don't <laughs> what do you mean? I, I think you're like this, this. This they take too much time here with this. The ladder, the, the sound effect of her up in the bed, Actually, and then the ladder. Like <laughs> it lasts for there. so long. Just cut to her fall. That girl could get off her top bunk like that. That's true. Oh. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi. Come on. It's ridiculous. That's my problem with this episode. <laughs> it's the only problem I have with this episode. Should have needed to be in the editing room. Uh, being super annoying. Speaking. Vivine. Spoken by the wild girls of the woods. I touched my face, Matt. time that I met Sad. You did? I touched my face. Oh, no. Andy, you're going to die. Coronavirus. He was speaking some sort of invented language. He couldn't have been more than five. Hmm. That was the second time, actually. This seems oh. like a badly photoshopped picture. Yes, but it looks just like the terribly photoshopped pictures of... Uh, of um, Tom Hardy at Starfleet Academy as Picard. That's fair. <laughs> funny I think if, what we've established is be funny if it was future, a tiny Tom Hardy he was holding. Cameras get worse in the future. Yeah. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? It's Cause, like because they're less vain. People are less vain. Yeah, and also they're like, well, why would anyone want to take a picture? You can just put them up in a holodeck here. Yeah, whatever. We'll still make cameras, but they're not going to be any good. I suggested to Which Matt last time around we recorded this that he should put you Henry's face. You don't have to say that. The... You can just say it. I know, but it feels feels like I'm lying that way. Uh... But I hear you. It's bad. It's bad podcasting. <laughs> you know what I said last time when Andy said that we were doing bad podcasting. <laughs> I feel like you're the one who would be more likely to go yes, and I said this, even if I don't call it out. But we'll see. <laughs> Andy, everything yeah. we just said, yeah. we've said. That's so true. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Also, this is the third time we've recorded this podcast. Last week would have been his 18th birthday. We're fine. Really. Kestra still aches for him, but 
With every day, the ache fades a little bit more. But seeing that happen must be a different ache for you. I love these character beats, but the only problem with the episode for me really is that it takes place seven episodes into a ten, ten episode season. Mm-hmm. This feels like an episode three situation. I think maybe even an episode two. The thing goes down with the girl. Episode two, he goes to see them. The, the, he these these two should have been the ones he was having the conversation with the Romulans, the the his Romulan servants. Yes, whom I love, and I wish we could see them again. It being sarcastic. No, I do oh. like them. I, um, like, do we think we'll see them again this season? I assume you would have to bring them back, right? That like, but I don't see how I they're getting like back to Earth. I feel like you're setting up a lot of people. My vibe is a lot of people that will then Han Solo their way in at the end. <laughs> On and, your left. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I prefer to say Lando their way in now. Because Lando did it in the last movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 best cameo in that movie you asking yes in return of the jedi in rise of skywalker rise of skywalker huh. only one answer here only one answer it's been a, been a been a moment and i mm-hmm. don't um uh, i don't know tell me wedge wedge antilles yeah it's a pretty good he one. shows up yep and i'm like it's fucking Wedge yeah, that is. in his old X-Wing yeah. that he kept around for some reason. What do you mean? He's Wedge. He's not going to get rid of his X-Wing. Uh, I know, but like, it's also like, Wedge, where the fuck were you when all this shit was going down? I think in non-canon, he was in charge of the Rogue Squadron after uh, after all the stuff. In non-canon? Or you in, mean in Legends? No, in like comics or whatever, books. Pre-Disney buyout. Yes. That's Legends stuff now. They call that Legends canon. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> You learned something about Star Wars on the Star Trek podcast. It's wonderful to see you, Jean-Luc. I'm so grateful you came to us. Now, I didn't just come here in the hope of refuge. I also wanted to... I know. We're not going to stay. Uh, I'm not going to put all of you in danger. The minute that I get the next move sorted... So Jen, I will be gone. She, uh... Don't be silly. You heard Will. Stay as long as you like. At least that's consistent with him. I, why not call Riker and LaForge and Worf? And he's like, no, no, because they'd immediately say yes, and I don't want to put them in that kind of danger. That, at least, he's, there's consistency here where he's like, no, no. Mm-hmm. The second I figure out what I'm doing, I'm moving forward. Mostly because this episode was not planned in the arc. But anyway. He doesn't have any problem putting all these other people's lives in danger. Because we don't know them or are familiar with them and we don't care. What do you mean? They're his motley crew. <laughs> yes, but young doctor from the Daystrom Institute, the only cybernetics expert left on Earth, come along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, person I've put through hell by resigning my commission that I've turned into an alcoholic. <laughs> Come along. That's a really good point. He's like the whole there's the whole plot line of that is that he's kind of using her and I think and, and yes. taking advantage of her. And dear he's like he's not putting uh, Riker and uh, Troy in any kind of danger. That's right because we like these people. Right, clearly he does too and doesn't like the other people. I used to be this is um, all this bitch and moaning aside. This is a fantastic scene. All these are fantastic scenes. Frakes and yeah, and Certus just crush it. They're, and they're really well written. Crusher it? They really crusher it. When do we see her? 
I assume we'll see her at some point. I don't think we'll see her in this. Maybe not this season. Her, LaForge, Worf. What if they're all living on cabin planets? <laughs> they're all... Somebody... One of them bought... Um, <laughs> one of them bought Captain Kirk's old uh, Alaska cabin where he lived <laughs> in the uh, Nexus. Generations. Kind of somebody. Small, fast, a scout ship. Romulan, probably one of those little snake ships they got. Snake heads, double sub thrusters, massive firepower for their size. Can you shake him? Take a seat. Agnes, take a seat, honey. You okay? It doesn't seem like she's okay. No, it doesn't. And then it's moments like that that make it even more confusing later when, he, when he's like, I have something to tell you that I know what's up. It's the other one that's the problem. <laughs> I got a pretty uh, good idea for the other one. What do you think? <laughs> you hey, Agnes, been, why are you being weird and not listening? It's you know, the other one, right? Have you been looking No, it's not her. Weird it's since the, the other beginning? one. <laughs> no, it's not her. It's the other one. <laughs> Next scene. It's the other one. sentient sin, like you've always dreamed of. But it seems like the closer we get to finding her, the less she want to be there. It's like you're hiding something. I just want to go home. Okay, I want I've you got to turn this ship around, gig with sex the bomb. and push what? play. Scott Pilgrim, the she's the drummer. after himself, oh. and somebody else could buy that fucking synth. Why does it have to be me? I got a paying client, Agnes. You just came along for the ride. And now, can you, you turn into a ride with Auntie? Looking junky too. Thanks, bud. That's what it seemed like what they were leaning into. Yes, but it turned out to be our drug of choice, Andy. Okay. Yeah. That bag is from cake I had earlier. Is it? Yes. Was it? Uh, oh, was it confetti? What is it? Celebration. This was mean? birthday cake because they were going to be thirty minutes quicker. Postmated than Susie Cakes was. The and then I was cake. eating it, milk bar. Uh, mm-hmm. I was eating it uh, for this for the listeners, uh, and I was like, oh, "This isn't as good as the other one." Birthday cake. Their birthday cake doesn't taste like box cake, though. It's like no. fancy. Correct. Right. I want someplace I can order I'm like just box cake from. Worried about Costco. Yeah, but it won't taste Costco like box sheet cake. cake. Sheet cake is different than box cake. Oh, I know, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> What have you gotten yourself into, Jean-Luc? Can you tell me? No. I never wanted you to get involved in any of this world. Coming here was a desperate impulse. I regret it already. Copy that. We just ate. I'll stick to making pizza. Probably a fresh basil leaf. Just thinking how great it would be. If ignorance of danger was all it took to keep it away from the people we love. That's a really good point. not what I was saying. Smell that. And Tyrian basil grows like weeds around here. Everything does. The soil has regenerative powers, which is why we came here, of course. Wild girl of the woods! I'm taking her to see the garden. Alamalan with presto now. She read Thad's Vivine Dictionary. All of it. This is also very Tolkien. Two minutes? That thing's 300 pages long. Hmm. We haven't met Soji. I'm Kestra's dad, Will. (laughs) 
He's just shaking her hand to see if she has superhuman strength. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Thank you. I got everything I need. Commander Riker and I served together on the USS Enterprise. I think you should have said Captain Riker. Oh, good point. Also, Troy's kind of frozen in place in a rank well, she's too. A commander. I know, but a lot uh, of people retire as commander. I don't know if you remember the TOS movies. <laughs> Everyone was a commander for six movies except for Spock, I don't Scotty, that. and Kirk. The greatest captain ever? Where'd you get that nonsense? From you. From me? Huh. Must have been drinking at the time. Could you tell your mom we could use some more tomatoes? Nice to meet you. Tomatoes. Yeah, he says tomatoes. Where's he from? Speaking from of drinking. Pennsylvania. May I? Please. Thank say you. tomatoes in Pennsylvania, so Pennsylvania listeners. speculate and say out loud what I've been saying in my brain. You don't have to tell me anything. How's that sound? Do you think that that's Chateau Picard? Because he looks at it like it's not. <laughs> no, I cannot imagine it is. So I'm just going to speculate and say out loud what I've been Which saying in my brain. It's a real... You don't have to tell me anything. Yeah. How's that sound? It's a real blow. You're worried about cloaks. It says Romulans. You said Romulans. The level of anxiety and fear for our safety tells me how she are. Feels like it could have been. Next. Oh, well, I guess Romulans. You're not the one too. that's on the run. It's her. But why? What has poor Soji done to incur their wrath? Could it have anything to do with the fact she's clearly an android and not just an android i recognize that head tilt anywhere the kid's got data in her dna and that's why you're here how am i doing not bad for a pizza chef <laughs> now i understand why you wanted to keep it a secret classic picard arrogance you get to make the decisions about who gets to take the chances and who doesn't and who's in the loop and who's out of the loop. And naturally, it always ends up with you. Well, uh, that's fine. On the bridge of your starship, Captain, but now you're dealing with a teenager, more or less. That can be an extremely humbling experience. Frankly, I'm not sure you're up to it. Perhaps I'm not. There you go. Baby steps. Baby steps. I mean, how fun is it to see those two together as those characters? All we're missing is some uniforms, Andy. You look real bored by it. I'm not bored. I think it's very touching, and the performances are great. And it's really it's it shows the strength of the uh, the relationship that has been built up, and the way that it even plays out a little bit. That it's a scene where, again, they are just restacking the information. <laughs> um, and yet it's still uh, pleasant to watch. And it's also... Most it, of this. Yeah. But. The thesis, I guess, of this episode of, of Picard is to get Picard to stop being so un-Picard-like, weirdly. Right. Right? Yeah, I think it is. Because he's not... He's basically... What, what, is he, what is the thesis of what he's saying in that scene? Like, what is he telling him about... The the, the who, trouble. Is who telling who? About? What is Riker telling Picard that is like he should expect in terms of the like? What is he trying to get from him by saying the the person you're dealing with is essentially a teenager? I think he sees what's happening and he thinks that he's going about it completely wrong. 
What does he think he should be doing? Uh, I think he should think he thinks he should be having a different approach. You don't know what it is. Well, it seems like the thesis is to be more like Picard, right? Just, just more compassionate, more. Yeah, like you're fucking dealing with a teenager. You're not dealing with a. You're not dealing with a, a, a crew of a thousand Starfleet officers, right? Well, Picard always had trouble with children, obviously. Yeah, but he kept that Picard Day da- banner. Yeah, that's true. People had home worlds. They said, Earth. He wanted a home world of his own, so he invented one. Ardani. It means home. Ardani. When Thad got sick, we came here to Nepenthe. He loved it here. This became his home world. What did he have? Mandaxic neurosclerosis. It's a silicon-based virus. It's very rare. And in theory, completely curable. You just have to culture the infected cells in an active positronic matrix. But by the time Thad came down with MN, there were no active positronic matrices and no one was allowed to develop new ones. Because of the synth ban. So you see, Sochi, real isn't always better. Kestra told you. She told me this is all very new to you. That you're very new. That's just a guess. So, again, I have a hard time believing that the Rikers wouldn't find a positronic brain somewhere. Yeah. Or something else. Or like going to... Like, why didn't they go to the Daystrom Institute and kick, yeah. uh, kick, open, kick open that drawer... Just, and turn on B4. That's really true. There are also so many variations of mystical solutions and people with powers beyond our comprehension. If it was your child, wouldn't these people have done anything? I feel like they also just would have gone outside the Federation. Because there are many worlds that are not in the Federation. Like, why not go to a Ferengi? Right. And go, hey, uh, how would you guys feel about a few gold-pressed latinum pieces? If you could bring me back some positronic matrices. Yeah. And then they'd probably be like, hmm. Okay. See you in a week. <laughs> they come back with it and get all the latinum, Andy. They're driven by money. They're space Jews. That's my sense. He got me to believe that he cared about me. I thought he even loved me. So she finds out that this uh, this is this girl's been uh you know, whatever. What do you call it? Mind <laughs> fucked <laughs> by Narect. By Narect. Yeah. So, as it's interesting because you know, Deanna had the whole episode where she was undercover as a tall Shiar. So I feel like she I don't think we're, we're not up to that one yet. No, we're not. That no. wasn't in the uh, required Picardigans. Should I add it? No. Sounds cool. What I need to be. You need to be Jean Luc. I like that Tal Shiar existed in TNG. Mm-hmm. Patient, curious. Um, One other thing. Useful. Let yeah, us help I agree. <laughs> Pretend that. How is he saying that? Is the ready because he's already gotten this from, from Riker. Again. Now, Troy comes in to restack what Riker just said. Right. 
So any of the information we have in this episode is always getting re-stacked. I also just feel like there's so much history and different ways they could have gone at this. But a lot of it is, it's because Picard's not Picard that this kind of is the only thing that's left for them to do, is just go, hey, just act like yourself. But what I'm asking is, he says, they're saying all the things that he should be, and he's like, and useful, which is the most obvious thing, which is like, be... Again, it's his syndrome, I think. His brain's <laughs> he deteriorating. He doesn't have dementia. <laughs> well, that's what Dermata syndrome is. Is it? Yeah, it's like dementia. He doesn't. He's not playing it hard toward dementia. No, he's not, because I think they want to keep it sort of a, like uh, mysterious whether or not he actually has it, because he only has it, you know, in all good things, uh-huh. because they flash forward to the future, but that was Q, and it's like... You mean it or not mean it? Hmm. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. None of us know. Let's talk about uh, Elnor and Hugh in the uh, what should we call it in the Borg uh, reclamation project site, fighting now. Uh, Rizzo. This was really cool. Um, I like that she's kind of a sneaky in her in her battle tactics. And, uh, untrustworthy like, like a Romulan and exactly. he's very trustworthy like someone who has absolute candor correct um, I like that she just shoots the crap out of everybody she throws a knife and kills Hugh almost as a diversion tactic I don't even think almost I think it just was well I think that was her plan to a certain degree she suckers him into an honorable fight and then goes back on it it's all smart she doesn't though she knives. Oh, well, until she's going to shoot him and then get yeah, yeah, yeah. away. Yeah, she pulls the... But she would have died. Right. Well, we, I know, but she she says, hey, we'll fight like you know, like we're supposed to fight, and puts her gun away, and then as soon as she has an opening, she pulls her gun out again. Oh, I don't remember that, because I don't think this is shot particularly well. <laughs> I think cool it should have been... I, I think it wanted, wanted, I wanted more. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Because we got him, you know, with that quick swoop beheading in the first time we see him. Then he doesn't do anything. And then this is sort of like his big fight against Jat Vash. You know, it's supposed to be like the main enemies of his nunnery. <laughs> is it weird that he committed fully to this Picard thing? And then has decided he's committed himself over here now? Yeah. It is unless he thinks of it as the whole he does think that Hugh is hopeless. Mm-hmm. Is it just whoever you come along to is, that's more right. hopeless? You got to ditch the other person that's hopeless, right? Also, very matrixy. She should have just thrown it at him. Like, yeah, why didn't very she strange, just yeah. go fum fum? Right. Maybe she thought he would block it or catch it. Maybe. Oh, good pause on me right there. I had the we had the blood spurt too from Hugh. <laughs> Phew. She's like, she could have like buried his back in thousands of knives. So true. So let's just give it up for uh, for Jonathan DeLarco and Hugh. Really just terrific throughout. They agreed. And, uh, you know, playing that character again after so many years, it was only in three episodes of the show. 
being a welcome, familiar face and going out like, but going out like this, I don't know. Yeah, like the, you, you finally have a character that you built up in a solid way. It's giving you a good performance, and then he's gone. Gone too soon, Hugh. Hugh, we miss Hugh. <laughs> Thank you. I never even got to meet Jordy again. I know. I would have loved to have seen that that reunification part one. What? <laughs> uh, so. So we have to. We get to watch Agnes throw up a second time. Yeah, but this time it's red velvet. Yeah, and then the third time it's foam. Still no contact with Rios. That's real acting range when you can throw up different colors and textures of liquids. Do you cover that in your classes at North Hollywood's uh, Andy Scandal School? That's right. <laughs> Andy Scandal will teach you how to throw up in different textures. <laughs> is it a uh, three-week intensive? Or yeah. is it like... It really does a number on your stomach, so... Uh... <laughs> well, if it doesn't number on your stomach, you're doing it wrong. Find one over at Infinity Lake Spaceport, if you're willing to wait. There is a weekly passenger service, but... Independent operators are rare. Well, there's Captain Crandall. He's been everywhere from Kronos to Tykin's Rift. So he says. And he's a ship. Inside straight. Sounds shifty. Kind of broken. Poker and so is Rupert Crandall. Anyway, even if he weren't, where are you planning on pointing this starship? Rupert Crandall, guys. Setting up a lot of Rupert Crandall here. We got information about him. What his ship is called. What his, uh, where he is located on this planet at Infinity Lake. It seems like what he's a rascal. What tells me is maybe instead of Picard getting saved by Riker and Troy, he'll get saved by Kestra and Crandall. <laughs> mm. You think Kestra's going to come along with him? No, I think Kestra's going to go talk to Crandall about this. Uh, oh, I see. And then she'll wind up showing up with Crandall. In the next episode? No, in episode 10. Oh, I see. I mean, why else are we laying this groundwork right now? There's a lot of exposition about an unseen character for this character not to show up. And if this character does not show up, this is terrible writing. <laughs> oh, no. The character will definitely show up. What if it doesn't? That would be Would crazy. you put it past this show so far? That's too far. Okay. That Andy Secunda has spoken. Look, I'm not saying... If Rupert Crandall and the inside straight don't drop out of warp... You know how I know that he's going to show up? Because when he shows up, he needs to explain uh, everything about himself that we've already heard, and they need to explain everything that's happened. This is my ship, the inside straight. Oh, it's usually broken. I've spent a lot of time this fixing Soji, it. This and Soji's an android. She just found it out. Oh, see, you think Rupert Crandall is old. No, I'm doing Picard there. Oh, oh, oh. He's explaining to Crandall oh, everything that's oh, happened so far. <laughs> no. Here's how it would go. Yeah. Rupert Crandall goes... So Kestra tells me you've got an android on your hands, and you might be being chased by the tall Shi'ar. That's <laughs> true. You would just say it all. You know what I mean? It's just like... Well, that's their inventiveness. They yeah. find new ways yeah. to do the same thing. Narak, the tall Shi'ar agent on the artifact, he showed me a traditional meditation practice called the Jalma. Here it is. I mean, again, this, does, this is perfectly in line with an episode that is shoved into the middle. Yeah. Which that has no plot progression. Extraordinary defensive capabilities like you. 
Soji, listen to the timbre of my voice. Feel the fluctuations Tom of my heart rate. Note the dilation of my pupils. Soji, you can trust me. So you skipped over the scene where he comes up and makes a sarcastic comment, right? I did, yeah. That's fine. We don't have to go back to it, but it was just, that's, that to me is the height in the episode. Of, well, that's the breaking point, right? Yeah. For, for, for this arc. <laughs> right. But that, it just doesn't, uh, I don't even know what Picard that is. Oh, uh, yes. We're all here to kill you with Romulan <laughs> mind probes. None of us are real. <laughs> <laughs> like pew, I, pew. It seems so clear to me that it was like, oh, okay, he's doing that as some very Picardian tactic to get her to do something or learn something or, or trust him or something. And uh, nope, he's just being a dick. Well, you could argue, some could argue, right, to what you're saying, that the fact that he just wanted to either be broken in half or pushed hard. <laughs> what do you mean? Remember? Because when she pushes him when he walks away. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, I'm fine. She could have <laughs> broken me in half. That was his goal. Right. <laughs> if she really doesn't trust me, she'll break me in half. Here I go. But that doesn't mean I believe him. I've known this man for 35 years. Well... I want, we want, to help you to get back to that home. Why? It's never my home. Because you were created out of a remnant of a friend, Commander Data. Our very dear friend. Who is an android. An officer. <laughs> he gave his life to save mine. But that's not the main reason. Before your sister came to me, I was... This is sort of him now restacking why he wasn't being like Captain Picard this whole series. Yes. I guess what I'm saying is I expect in episode 8, 9, and 10 a change in his I would hope demeanor so. and decorum. I, would, I assume it's got to be heading there. Marking time, wasting my life. But I hear now, you, buddy. I'm alive and I have a mission. Which means there's not a hell of a chance that you or anyone else can stop me. Shouldn't that be there's not a chance in hell? I wonder if that was it should a be, but I feel like line. he just kept saying it that way, and no one on set wanted like, to correct it's him. Sir Patrick, I can't. When I did the Jalmak, Narek took me deep into a memory of my childhood. That's what I thought it was, anyway. And he had me look up through a window in what I thought was my childhood home. And he asked me what I saw. And I told him I saw two red moons. And Again. <laughs> we all know this. We all know this. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but... Uh, Isa Briones... Uh, is that how you would say that? I believe so. Briones? Um, Doesn't matter. Is uh, Everyone says Mira. I'm sorry, pal. Is <laughs> uh, really good Man. and has a lot of tough, tough stuff to do. Yeah, she has to like regurgitate the scripts. Yeah, well, in every other is. scene. Yeah. No one was able to find him for 14 years. Maybe he went to this planet with the two red moons and resumed his work creating synthetic life forms. Oji, you have a home world. I have a home world. My Ardani. 
Yeah, Seattle. <laughs> no, no. Well, that was fake. <laughs> oh. Seattle doesn't <laughs> exist. Captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> They destroyed Seattle. I'm so sorry. Seattle was destroyed by the Jadvash. The Seahawks were the first to go. You may want to contact Starfleet, John Luke. Probably. But before that, I have to find out where the hell we're going. It's in the Vite Sector. The Hulian system. The planet doesn't have a name, only a number. Is that unusual? No. Like, think of it as like, uh, they probably call the planet Hulian 3 mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of those. SETI Alpha 5, SETI Alpha 6. I know, but she, I think she's implying that it doesn't even have the prefix to it, right? She says it's no, in it's the in the Hulian system, which would be the star is the Hulian star. So the planet would be Hulian 4. So they would always do that? Three. No. Well, yeah, maybe. seemingly. Then why is she so impressed with that? Why is she so impressed with that? It's probably rare. It it's probably rare. It's like li- living on a place instead of a, a street or an avenue. Uh-huh. Maybe okay. it's like living on a circle, even. Interesting. Do you live on a circle? I'd like to. <laughs> Is that all you'd like to do right now? (laughs) You'd like to go home. (laughs) This is very... That was very Lords of the Rings sounding music. Yep. It's a lot of... I'm so glad that Captain... Captain Crandall crushed it right there. (laughs) Okay, listen. Really, I brought you here because I need to talk to you. Chris, you don't need to say anything. You and I... I managed to shake our shadow again, but if he keeps finding us, I think I might know why. What if Rafi's being dragged? Think about it. Remember how mysterious she was acting before we got to freak out her whole goodbye forever routine? And she comes right back. No explanation. What was that about? Where does she go? Does she see? I know, I know. I hate to think Rafi would betray us like that, endanger our lives. Maybe somebody, Romulans, placed a tracker on her without her knowing. It's not Rafi. So what? It's you? <laughs> I couldn't believe that. You've only been acting weird for five episodes. Rios! Shit! He's back! I mean, I trust you. We had sex. <laughs> of the people that I just She's met, so bad at saying things. Rafi, no, Alison Pill's character, yeah, is bad at saying at communicating information because she says to Maddox as she's killing him, "If you only knew what I saw, I wish I didn't see what I saw. I'm killing yeah. you." Yeah, doesn't say what she saw. Yeah, this guy, it's not Rafi. <laughs> can't say anything else yeah. <laughs> just be like it's me i've been tracked since the, oh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in a coma now see ya and maybe that's part of the mind control but uh but again you were saying there's mind control but it's unclear it is unclear i guess from the mind meld there's some residual control also that's some dumb mind control if it allows her to say it's not raffy but not explain it <laughs> i can say everything except exactly what it is so she goes down 
and the medical medical emergency guy he comes up and then uh, the thing goes away and and this uh, Narek guy is really really upset about it. Us! And then Rios comes over looking like he's gonna sh- shove her out an airlock. I really hope that in the next Henry episode and, uh, and your wife. Hi, it's Henry and Dory. Do you, honey, do you need something? Dory, do you need, do you need anything? Uh, this episode that we're talking about right now is at 50 minutes of 58 minutes. What do you need? Nothing. Just help? It's like okay. It's like being right in the heart of the domestic. <laughs> the domestic world of the Myras. The heart of the domestic. That was the shittier diamond. Uh, it was the heart of the ocean. And there was the heart of the domestic. <laughs> It was just a tangy couch. <laughs> I have one more thought about finding this guy, but I don't think you're going to like it very much. Why? Does it involve shooting me out of an airlock? I really hope not. Captain Rios, would you please... So weird. He met all of these people just, I'm assuming, within the last week, if no. not... Raffi's the only one he's known forever. Like, oh, oh, he's he known knew her Raffi for so forever. long. Well, then why is he mistrusting? Exactly. Oh, that's even more insane. <laughs> because of the magical wonder of having uh, sexual relations with someone who is under mind control. <laughs> he only came within comms range late last night. I'll have your pilot send his transponder codes and I'll make sure that orbital control doesn't give him any trouble. Thank you, Will. We were worried about that. So, wait a minute. They need Crandall. No one needs Crandall. To we just talked about him a thousand times. No, they're not. Oh, she was just getting information yeah. from Crandall. Oh, okay. Literally, gotcha. again, this is a person that is Oh, then I guess it is mentioned. possible that nah, there's no way. They have to fucking be bringing that guy in in some way. Right? Don't they? But drama since we left Earth orbit, and I'm told it's been continuing since I saw them last. Literally, if they don't, if they don't see Crandall, be carrying more baggage than. I need some questions answered, right? About the the writing staff. Feels like someone's writing this that writes books a lot. I can't. Is it is it Shaban that's the problem? I, I don't, don't think he's a problem. I just think he writes differently than we're used. I, to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to pin blame on any one particular ever. credit until we know what the okay. hierarchical structure is inside this I'm system. Not the one to talk. Hmm. Which reminds me, Rios. ETA. Same as the last two times you asked me. Tea with the Milky's drinking. That is wild. Why Why do you think it would be tea with milk? Because that's what he drank in his dream. In his dream? At the beginning, we had this big argument. Well, not argument. This discussion of... Why he suddenly did He had Earl Grey with cream, yeah. Uh, or in his tea, rather. A little testy. Sometimes. But it's wild that... This is oh, the thing where he goes into... <laughs> Be a little testy sometimes. <laughs> That's my new crew. Out again. They're so modern. Well, I am still on active reserve, but it would have to be a very good reason. <laughs> Jean Luc, you've done more than your fair share of planet saving in your day. 
And nobody would blame you if you just stayed home and let other people look after the galaxy for a while. Especially given your, your condition. I mean, nobody but me, that is. I never thought you had any business retiring in the first place. And you were right. Beautiful. Thank you, Will. For making me a person who is like I used to be now. What for? Oh, for so many things. This was the one moment that really but touched me in this today, episode. The oh, so many things just really reaches back into the past of how many things have happened between them. Me, I know better. That, my friend, is always a losing proposition. The theme. I love the theme. It's so themeful. Hi. So, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> I'm going to miss you too. Getting very touched for you since Hi. yesterday. <laughs> I don't totally get it. Also, we're assuming a day is the same on this planet as Earth, but... Maybe a day is a month. Something really bad happened to me, too. And what helped me through it was my mom and my dad. You don't have a mom and a dad. But you have Captain Picard. I don't have Picard. But you could. If you wanted to, is all I'm saying. And, and he could have you. And you could both have each other. I'll think about it. I hope in the, the next time we see them, <laughs> she beeps up. They be up to the last, last arena, and uh, she goes, "Oh wait a second! You took me off of this idyllic world to put me on this ship with this woman who's in a coma from being a Romulan spy." This woman who's in an airlock because he thought she was a Romulan spy, <laughs> and uh, this asshole, <laughs> yeah, put me back. <laughs> she's trying to get away from Romulan spies. Now she's beaming up to so many Romulan spies. Andy, it is very. It's it is interesting. It's like what is Picard? I mean, why the home world? Why is that the answer? Doesn't he need more information before he decides that's the answer? I think it's all weird. I thought he was going to the homeworld immediately. As soon as he found out there were two moons. Anyway, let's play the trailer for next week. Oh, no, let's do the MVC first. Okay. That's that's a, the episode, everybody. Naranfe. Nepenthe. Nepenthe. I always call it Naranthe because of our patron over at the Excellent Adventure, Naranthe Belagobal. Oh. Got a free plug. Free plug, patron. In the fastness of space. When the going gets rough, you gave it your all. You showed the right stuff. You managed to not blow the ship to smithereens. That's why you're this week's MVC. It is... 
Try Grand Troy. I uh, I mean, look, I'm going to throw all three. This is different from the last time. I, Andy, it's all three Rikers. Oh. It's the Rikers. Oh, it's changed up. Last time it was just Troy and Riker. Um, now it's the Rikersons. Um, I was arguing for Elnor for a moment. But uh, in the end, uh, I don't know that Elnor really does anything. <laughs> Hugh he dies. He doesn't do anything. Hugh <laughs> dies. He's still trapped. Yeah. So. Hugh dies. That woman gets the information she needs. And the end. In fairness, the thing that we're giving uh, Troy and, and Will credit for are, uh, is uh, basically turning back like Picard into Picard. But we don't know if that's happened yet. Yeah, but, well, I... I, I this, they hid him and they were, supported him. They were the warm blanket the show sorely needed. It's definitely... They're the most valuable characters. Yes. I don't know if they're the most valuable crew members. Well, I mean, if we're going to go by crew members, I guess the most valuable crew member this week is... Alison Pill, who tried to kill himself. <laughs> kill herself. I mean... <laughs> Because she, it's the Rikers. Or not kill herself, but kill this. the kill the thing out of herself. Um, very good. Um, and I, I, uh, I I'm going to give it just to Kestra. Wow, never been done. Way to go, Kestra! You've She's got one point three three MVCs. She reached out to Ke- to Crandall. <laughs> Get Crandall in the mix. Maybe Crandall's our MVC. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. He's the only one who does anything in the episode. The only one that provides new information. I'm giving it to Crandall. I'm switching it up. <laughs> the Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. Here's what I gave this on Thursday, and I'm going to stick with my rating. 8.5. Because I really really enjoyed this downbeat i know nothing happens but let's be honest most of these episodes something only happens at the beginning and the end i think i gave it a 6.5 a few days ago watching it again i think the same things push me up and down which is uh so net net gain of nothing yeah i like the i like the fighting um i uh and i love the handling of troy and uh riker uh, I love that they're on this planet and everything's so nice for them. The characterizations are the same. And uh, even with that, though, I would have... It's the problem with the show that is hindering my... It's like I want to see Riker, full-strength Riker, go toe-to-toe with, if not full-strength Picard, then some version of Picard. Toe-to-toe in the fight? No, in terms of, like... There's a little bit of sort of mental jousting going on and... Picard is sort of hiding the information and so he's sort of pulling it out of him but there's just no or or have Riker in a situation where he's really helping Picard. Yes, but they would have had to have some plot movement for that. Exactly. Which they didn't have. So I landed a 6.5 still. Well, Andy that's what makes us so great at this job. <laughs> we know what we believe. We know what we believe. We may not be right, and but we, we know what we believe. It. Uh... Look, do you want the trailer for next week or what? Sure. Here we go. What you are about to experience is a Benny Jesserits. We face a powerful enemy. What is happening on this cube? Something far worse is coming. Do you believe in hell? Neither did I until I saw it. Unless we act quickly. Hell will come again. 
You know what I looked at there that I didn't notice the first time we saw that trailer, Andy, was there's a shot in there where it looks like the Borg cube is covered in those Romulan ships. Oh. Like they're trying to contain it or something. I'm going to have to like mention Elnor calls the Fenris Rangers. What? See this? Oh, yeah. These, are, aren't these all these Romulan ships, or is this just Borg technology? Or does the... Uh, like, look at this. Or do they use the Borg technology to build all those ships? I don't know. I guess we'll have to tune in next week to find out. We will. Seven of nine will be back. Guess who's conscience? Conscious? And uh, we got a black-eyed seven of nine looking like she might be in a queen cell. Yeah. Oh, boy. What? will they be doing I mean first AD gets the gets the top credit <laughs> way to go Matt Sheets he did it uh, Andy Matt I believe that's all we have to say about that if you want to hear 15 minutes of more discussion stay tuned for after we beam out of here and play a little message hidden track not hidden because I just told you about it whatevs next week's episode Andy's directing next week I believe he says at the top I'll say it again Andy's directing next week so there's a good chance the episode will be out on Saturday again next week an ABC show not Star Trek correct (laughs) to be clear this ABC show is brought to you by Star Trek disengage follow Star Trek the next conversation on social media you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC on Facebook Search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month. Uh, Andy, we're back. Oh, no. What is happening? Our subsystems are resetting. Yeah. It's the Matrixies. Help. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's probably what caused our recording to stop. The Matrix. Right when you heard that weird edit. Hey, everyone. Hi. We're resuming this three days later. We had a bad night. No, we had a great night. Probably the best podcast we've ever recorded. Yes. The only thing was, it didn't record. It was probably going to win all the potty awards. <laughs> is that an award? No. There's got to be some name for those awards. Oh, I'm sure there is. The iHeartRadio Awards. I know that Dory won one for her podcast. Isn't her podcast your... Oh, the separate one. Yeah. The actual one that is a functioning business. Yes. Why can't we make this a functioning business? Because it's about Star Trek. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the hindrance. It's a very niche. <laughs> uh, they're all like us. That's the problem. Uh, yes. So uh, we recorded probably two and a half hours worth of uh, content, and it, it cut out, cut out right at about the forty minute mark. So you know what we didn't talk about anyway. We, we resumed. Yeah, we lost everything. We got to the end, and then Matt uh, looked with horror, I like did. he was on Picard. Uh, and he was Hugh I looked watching at the deaths of the XBs. And I was like, are you telling me that I have to restack all of this information again? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, um, this cable is just on its last legs. Stop and figure it out. What, am I get, what, am I, what do I need to figure? I, I know what the problem is. It's this shitty cable. Uh, Guys, I got a bad cable. We're going to have to go into the old cabledoms. Cabledoms? Yep. Like Is that like Kingdom except for cables? Yeah. You know, it's run by an elite group of cable fighters. Um, There's some spies involved, probably. You know what I recommend you all do? Um, Not a podcast with Matt Meyer. <laughs> in, well, that that's, goes without saying. Um, the um, Check out the uh, the people's stories about the... Uh, particularly, our uh, friend Drew DeFranzo Marx is... Uh, is doing stories every day. Probably by the time you hear this, it'll be he'll be almost done with the thing. But uh, stories of about the, what of the Star Trek crews? Oh dear, I oh couldn't even imagine having to go on I that. I think you would love during it. the coronavirus. Oh well, there's that obviously. <laughs> Those they're very brave souls. They're they almost could, as brave as they the could people. wind up quarantined like that Princess Cruise that's floating off the coast of uh, California right now with 21 people tested positive. You know, I think the only people that would be unhappy are the cast of Star Trek that are stuck on the. Uh, ooh, that's a good idea for a thing. <laughs> write it. Sort of um, copyright Andy Secunda. That's mine. Nobody write that. That's mine. Twenty. That's how copyrights work. Um, I'm just going to be very careful with this cable. So no problem. I'm sure it sounds like a problem again. to you. To me, yeah. You just don't like the quality of our production here. <laughs> yeah, there's of our free production. Loud static hey, on a show that's already bad. Static is <laughs> the static you don't get in the Patreon. <laughs> Sometimes. Hey, that's because people love us. We don't want to change. Anyway, my point was the start. I think you would love this Star Trek cruise. No, I, I think wouldn't. Looks, I've been uh, I've been asked to go a few times, and I've said no every time. I get it. I really I don't want to be trapped on a fucking pictures. ship with these people. Uh, the, these people. Do you are, want me to be trapped with eight hundred me's? That does sound terrible. <laughs> I don't want to be trapped with one me. But I don't but think sadly I'm me. I think the vibe on this thing is not you. I think the vibe is very positive and friendly and fun. Uh, you know, that's, and I tell you, the design on this thing is crazy. It's the design like, of what? I don't know. The the theming is really impressive from what I've seen. You're saying it's more impressive than Star Trek Las Vegas, which you've been to. I was outside. I didn't go in. I what do you mean you were outside? You went in with me. What? Star Trek Las Vegas? I'm talking about the the big convention that we went to. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think it might be. Wow. Um, I think because they really, like, uh, they're making a pretty penny on it, so I think they really put their money in and made it count. Well, they were putting a pretty penny. They were making a pretty penny. I think it's Seven of Nine and, and Shatner and... Uh, uh-huh. But just a lot of uh, big... All big, of this, by the waves. way, not appealing to me. <laughs> All right. I don't want to go sit on a... You want to be trapped on a boat with William Shatner? That sounds terrible. I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying... You're saying I do? Well, I'm you, the last person that wants to be trapped on a boat with William Shatner. You waited on a long line to get into Star Trek Las Vegas, the ride, or the, whatever it was, the uh, thing. That's because it was a ride, Andy? Uh-huh. This is just a boat. 
This is a boat with floating ballrooms where I go watch the same convention speeches over and over again. You've been a real. What's this? What what new story does does William Shatner have about a thing that happened to him fifty five years ago? You're really being a downer about the whole. You know what what you're saying applies also to the conventions. A thousand percent. Yeah, well, you're sometimes a moderator at the conventions, and I make them more fun because I don't ask the same (laughs) questions that everyone asks. Wow. Being a real sour. Invite me to your Star Trek event. <laughs> Invite me if you want to have somebody. Sourpuss McGee. <laughs> Hi everyone, Sourpuss McGee here. Um, in room H. In room Sourpuss McGee. Oh, interior room, no porthole. That's where I'll be. Um. Anyway, I think it looks fun. Well, why don't you go? Every year, it's while we work, so th- there's no way we're ever I going. Think there's a certain amount of social anxiety that would kick in being trapped on that that ship for oh, however weird. long. Doesn't it sound appealing be. to you? Would you Why would it sound up? appealing to me, Andy? Because you like Star Trek I can, more than anyone else I know. <laughs> yes, but I can sit here and enjoy it from afar. It's already in space. <laughs> Star Trek. Why would I want to be on a boat talking about something in space? Because then you're on a literal ship. Now, if you got if you if it was a Star Trek cruise around the Earth, yeah. in orbit, well, then we're talking. You'd be even more trapped then. Yeah. Yeah, that, I guess that's the thing. I don't want to be trapped anywhere. Well, I can't fault you for that. I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to go on a cruise. Yeah. I don't even want to go uh, to a, 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 like a like a sandals or a club med. What must they be paying those folks? So crazy. They've been willing to be on a long cruise. Oh, I bet you Shatner just pops in, though, for a day. I bet he's not there the whole time. You think they uh, helicopter him in and out? Something. Or they fly him down to wherever, San Jose or wherever the thing is. And then and, he gets off. Yeah. And then what does he do? Take a he small gets on, boat over maybe he's on, big boat? Maybe he's on for a day. He does his, his photo ops and, his, and his, his Q&As, and then he's done. Yeah, but he makes cash hand over fist. I'm sure. You know, because you, you pay cash for the photograph, you pay cash for an autograph. I just didn't understand how there were people on the whole cruise. But I think Drew is implying that they were there the whole time, and that would be insane to As me. far as I know, they are. Yeah, I've talked to Frakes about it. Frakes has done them. He has. Yeah. Yeah, but Frakes can handle any conversation. Wait, are you just, you're just pinning your own social hangups on what this cruise must be like for other people. Isn't that what you're doing? <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm saying I don't want to be there. Why don't you want to be there? Because I don't want to be on a boat with anybody. I don't care if it's a Star Trek cruise You're changing or a carnival story. cruise. You said with those people, implying that it was the conversations that you were afraid of. No, I'm afraid of being around a bunch of sweaty me's. Yeah, at because you sea. don't want to talk to them. With with like everyone talking about Star Trek, it's just like yeah, those I, are, it's the conversation. I talk about Star Trek all the time. Why do I want to do this on a boat? It's hilarious that we're having this conversation on a, on a podcast where this is all we do, but we do it from the comfort of our homes. Your home, we, not my home. Well, yeah, comfort no. of your home. I've got chairs and space. Matt, can we do this podcast on a boat? Uh, for seven days. How many people are on this boat? It's just me. <laughs> that I could handle. We would kill each other. No, we could go to far ends of the boat. We'd have, we wouldn't have to see each other except for recording times. Ooh, like that movie with the tiger and the boy. Yes, that movie called Far Ends of the Boat. Life of Far Ends of the Boat Pie. <laughs> I'd be the tiger. There's no pie on this boat. That's what we'd say. What do they do when they're out of food? Admit it. I'd be the beautiful CG tiger. You're always the beautiful CG tiger. <laughs> 
you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. Are stupid we rowing show. on this thing? We're rowing this boat. I like to think we have a motor. This TNC cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Like all of these things, like Dave Matthews has done a cruise, Weezer, like all of these things. Like I, it's like yes, I like the thing, but mm. I don't want to go to a cruise. Like you know what I mean? It's like, could you imagine going to a Star Trek convention and yes, uh, and I'm having, so but like not being able to leave that hotel and but you not, don't. You don't leave that much anyway. What do you mean? I was there for, like, my panels, and then I left. Well, you love Vegas. Like, you want to get out to the slot machines. But, like, most people that are there, I assume, are just, you know, looking at the... I think all the at people... The, at the booths. A lot of the people there aren't the staying at the Rio. And, They're staying off-site for, you know, a cheaper rate. And I think the ability to go about your business wherever you want to go is... It's the confinement of it that that is worrisome to me. You're you're sort of taking shots at me for social anxiety, and I think you're 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 talking about your own uh, agoraphobia or claustrophobia. I don't have agoraphobia or claustrophobia. I just don't want to. I don't like to talk. Sounds strange. Seems like that is the craziest statement I've ever heard in my life. I will go days without saying a word. That is so untrue. That is, if I'm not virtually the the most untrue thing you have ever said. If I'm not at work. If you're not at work, you're talking to somebody. You're not not talking to people. I'm always not talking to people. You're talking to Dory. You're if, saying if we're podcasting, sure. You're saying you're at home. Uh, ask on her. Your weeks off. Ask her. Not ask her if there have been days where I haven't said anything. Well, she will say yes. That seems insane to me. Maybe you're storing it up. Maybe you're you're chomping at the bit. Or maybe I waste all the. That's energy. why you're such a blabbermouth. As soon as you get somebody in a room with you. Yep. But what I'm saying is, like, I just generally am like happier to be alone. Hmm. Like the idea of a Star Trek convention at sea. Yeah. Oof. I just think you're. you're I just think you're like. Issue I just think you want to be on a boat with Jerry Ryan, and that's why you think this is so appealing. I just think we would be friends. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a real. You'd have to fight Remy, buddy. That'd be a real tough. And he's got his own knives. That'd be a tough. Uh... That'd be a tough first date for several second uh, seven day cruise <laughs> with uh, I, I gotta uh, assume her husband's there. Yeah. Well, there's also there's, there's there's that obstacle. I mean, there's a lot of things that would be in the way. So aside from the fact that it's seven days and she's married, you yeah. think the date would go pretty well? I think I could pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> Just be very stressful. <laughs> I really have to be on full charm cylinders. <laughs> this is for really. A weird digression. For seven days. Uh, I don't know if Secunda could do that. I don't that. know why you even brought up the Star Trek cruise. Because it was fun. I was looking at the pictures and I was like, this looks awesome. I'm not uh, saying why it don't looks you awesome. Go? Because it, I agree essentially with what you're saying. I don't want to be there for but that does long. Does it really look awesome? Also, I don't even know if it's seven days. I keep saying seven days. Let's I think see. it is like a five to seven day cruise. Assuming they let them back in port with coronavirus. That would be so amazing. 7th to 14th, yeah. Look at this. Walter Koenig, Marina Sirtis. Wait, Frakes is on it? Frakes is on it. I was texting him last night. He didn't say anything about being on that boat. Denise Crosby, John Delancey, Terry Farrell. This is really great advertising for these people that have paid us nothing. Nana Visitor, Alexander Siddig. Is that his name? Yep. How do you say that one? Nana Visitor? 
Oh, I could never pronounce Max his Rodenchik. last name. Chick. You know, Nog. Robert Picardo. <laughs> Ethan Phillips. Garrett Wang. This is insane. John Billingsley. What is insane about true. this? All right, screw this. We're giving these people enough. No, Ooh. no, no. Let's give them more. Finally, we can see Anthony Montgomery rap. Are these people from Enterprise? And by rap, I mean Anthony rap. George K. Anthony's on that boat. That is quite a haul. What are you talking about? What do you this mean? is a normal Star Trek convention. They must just fly him in. Uh, no, he's stuck on that boat. These people can't possibly be on the whole time. Texting freaks. <laughs> oh, there's been a request for... For what? Freak. Uh, for freaks. Uh, freaks. Freaks takes. Freaks takes. <laughs> uh, where is he? There he is. Ask Freaks. That's what it was. It should have been Freaks takes, but it was Ask Freaks. It's 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 currently happening. You're saying, Andy? Oh yeah, I should uh, play the theme, even though I don't think we're talking to him. No, no, I'm asking you. Is the cruise happening? Yeah, it's happening now. I mean, unless they're off at this point. What time is it? I mean, what da- what's the date today? Huh? What is today's date? the seventh so it starts today yes i'm playing the just x freaks theme you can't play that without him coming on and talking oh sorry <laughs> sorry mike man <laughs> um I, I i i would i'm shocked uh, which part that he's on there that it just started it didn't just start it started several days ago he said it was the seventh to the 14th Oh, yeah. Well, today's the... Seven. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, what's going on? He's been <laughs> posting for days. Is it a different... I don't know. I don't understand. Do you see William Shatner's face on there? Oh, this is for next year. Oh. Ooh. Oh, wow. Now I've really given him free advertising. <laughs> oh, well. Have us, on the, have us on the boat and pay us a lot of money to come for a day. Or if it's a lot of money and all the other people are doing it, we'll do it. Come on. Why why don't you type in 2020? 2020. Good idea. They're already lining up for next year. I'm going to, by the way, stop this and restart this because all we've talked about is the cruise for the last 15 minutes. And what are you going to do with this? (laughs) This will go in our Patreon. I don't know. This This doesn't go anywhere. Why? It's entertaining. To whom? To, I, I don't know, people that like Star Trek. Cruise critic. I don't know. It, I don't know. Like, it didn't come up. Look, this, let's just say it's seven you, days. Where did this come from, by the way? Where did My your where did Drew your, is posting? Where did your visions of this cruise? Who are I you following? Told you at the top of this. I know, was, I know, but I don't know where he's posting this. Is it like on Instagram, his Instagram or Facebook yeah, or his? fucking instagram i don't geez i don't know is and i'm like my question to you is like is he a member of the face group is he a president circle member he's a friend from ucb he's just personal friend you have a personal friend drew he's, he's an actual friend yes personal i have friend friends beside you yes and he is on the cruise correct and he keeps posting pictures and what your takeaway from these pictures is I gotta get on this boat i'm andy secunda i assume i can tell this story because it's the most hilarious thing ever um and he posted it already so uh, it's public knowledge <laughs> he posted a thing <laughs> he's there uh with his uh his incredibly funny and uh and uh lovely cohort girlfriend <laughs> um tony and um she who's on 
on uh, soundtrack with me uh, every Friday at 9 p.m. when I'm available. This is a long way to get to plug your show. Anyway, that's, that's all it. this is all about. <laughs> so long. <laughs> anyway, <What a> digression. <laughs> I, can't, I can read it exactly. <laughs> um, this won't take too long. Everybody okay. hang on. Everybody hang on. I have to put this somewhere. Why? Ooh, I know where I'll put this. After we play the... After we play the uh, where to contact us, yes, I'll throw this at the end of that. Is it like a bonus thing? Yes, it's um, like a hidden track on a record. I wish I had the thing that Data said to them. It was really or, or Brent Spiner. It was like he like without them even saying anything. He was like, "Let me guess, Los Angeles. You uh, just got something at Little Dom's. You whatever." He like went on a whole run about Los Feliz, and uh, he was right. Um. Oh no, did it go away? I think it might have gone away. Oh no, it was a story. Yeah. Was it close friends only? Because I don't think he'd want you saying it if it was a green circle. I don't think so. Oh, thank God. It's all public. <laughs> um, okay, so what basically what happened was a guy, a guy came up to him and sort of pulled him aside and said, uh, uh, basically, bro, um, your girlfriend, she's like an 11. How did you, how did you how did, how did she end up with you? Somebody <laughs> pulled him aside and said that? Yeah. Oh, God. And he was like, ah, Star Trek cruise. And he just walked away. <laughs> he oh. didn't say that. That's part of the problem with the Star Trek cruise. Yeah. For every you and me, there's a, there's a, are we, there's are we a, that different? There's a, there, there's, uh, there's a person in the Star Trek uh, Trekkies documentary. I think you know I, I mean? mangled your story, Drew. I apologize. Drew, if you'd like to set the record straight, you're invited to call into the show or call, leave a voicemail if you like aren't around when we're recording next. Yeah. And uh, tell us the story in great detail. And uh, it, yeah, we will uh, happily play it on the show. Somebody in post is a fan of our show. What do you mean? at our shows somebody oh. in school Goldberg's post was like I like your Star Trek podcast and I was like you do? Yeah, <laughs> that's like literally the words that come out of my mouth whenever that means someone, they listen. someone in the real world that means they listen to 10 minutes of it how would they find it? she looked like she knew a lot about the show mm, all right. and I told her about our 40 minute fiasco yeah and did she have sympathy? yes Huh. I was like, could you imagine? You know what it was? I popped out of an office. I popped out of Annette's office to yell, I love Andy Secunda too. I literally said those words. <laughs> Two. What was the... Uh, we, uh, Donnie was going to rack check for your episode oh, yeah. that you were directing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what the rest of her sentence was, but she goes, look, I love Andy Secunda, but... What? Blah, 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 blah. What the f- I think crap it, was the, the I think thing? it had to do with probably like picking clothes out. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> I think it was that sentence. And I poked my head out of the office and I went, I love Andy's got it too. And then she goes, I love your podcast. <laughs> the different, the other person. Yeah, the person that likes our podcast, not that's Donnie. Funny. Donnie doesn't like our podcast. Was it a PA? Yeah, beliefs. I believe so. I don't know what that desk it's is. usually age. All right. This is a great hidden track. Enjoy it, everyone. We'll see you next week.